It's Friday! Go head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this fourth day of November 2022. This is The Horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, madcap, wackies, any real-time multimedia extravaganza that is The Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We will not be saying that anymore as of Monday. 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round, and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast. Welcome and thank you, thank you for joining in this conversation in whatever manner you so choose. You are the reason this network exists. And that's not a joke. That's the absolute uh, God's honest and unfly-blown truth. Hi, I'm Robin, and uh, if you do pop in the chat room long about now... You'll be greeted by early arrivers, Theo, hey Theo, and Squeaky, and Irish Dave, and Anatole, and capably moderated by longtime inveterate, indefatigable veteran uh, chat room moderator, Sparky, who, although he is a third-stage guild navigator, has elected not to fold space and become man cave. Uh, He is assisted by recently promoted chat room moderator, Roger, in Oregon. Hey, everybody. Hi, it's Friday on the front porch, and so in about, oh, 55 minutes or so, we'll go over the river and through the woods to the old taller tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves, wherein we keep the extraordinary, ordinary round table around which we gather each and every Friday to cuss and discuss and carry on. And uh, you're all welcome to participate. It is a big old free-for-all of a conversation. And the more people we have in the conversation, the better the conversation is. If you've never participated in Friday on the Front Porch, I heartily encourage you so to do. Uh, there's, a, there's a button there at the top of uh, HeadOn.Live that will lead you into the Skype group where we, uh, where we gather for the conversation. And uh, use it. Use it uh, as you wish um, or, you know, upon your own determination. Every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. It's a really big deal, actually, because uh, it's the first Friday in November, and lo and behold, we have a fundraising-free Friday. Yes, I love those. 
uh, we could just talk and not have to mention any of the right. Yeah. So uh, thanks kindly to everybody who responded to the, uh, the to the challenges. Thank you uh, to David. Uh, smack dab in the middle of uh, his first semester of law school. Thank you, David. And thank you to Paul. Thanks uh, to Kat for making her challenge yesterday, as well as our anonymous friend. Thank you to Kim and Malin in New Jersey. Thank you to Thomas. Thank you to Karen. Um, and uh, thank you to Barbara jumping in late yesterday. And thank you to Colin. We did. We met both challenges, and that's wonderful so that I don't have to sit here and talk about fundraising for this Friday on the front porch. And we'll just start. We'll start all over again come Monday, okay? Um, let's see. Oh, you know, I don't – I'm just going to mention this because I don't as often as I should. If you wish to participate uh, via the United States Postal Service, you can always send uh, checks, money, orders, things like that to the Horn, 1038 North Eisenhower Drive, PMB 318, Beckley, B-E-C-K-L-E-Y, W-V, 25801. Make checks and money orders payable to the Horn or head-on communications. And, well, that, that that's much appreciated. We've got a, a merry little band who does things that way, and um, I'll be uh, I'll be going over to the post office box tomorrow to see if there's any happiness in there so uh, thanks in advance everybody who does that um, where to begin for this uh, this Friday on the front porch um, it's uh, getting a little okay a lot nerve-wracking as we move toward uh, as we move toward election day on Tuesday the 8th oh and let me uh, provide a uh, an update before we do jump into all the seriousness of the general conversation over the next three hours uh, just a little little Junie update uh, she uh, passed a relatively quiet night last night. She slept well. She has been uh, busy, um, you know, in the way the five-month-old can be busy uh, today. Um, Mama and Daddy and grandparents are much relieved. Um, her big sister is much relieved as well. You know, it's, it's amazing the way that little ones process their fear and process their stress, you know, just because you're little doesn't mean that you don't deal with, uh, that you don't deal with things like that. It's just a different kind of manifestation. But she is feeling so much better. And uh, what a great weight and relief that is for us. Of course, um, Annette is absolutely um, single-minded about disinfecting surfaces and things like that right now, and just got to keep them keep them healthy and happy. Because her first Thanksgiving's coming up. 
and her first Christmas. And that's just going to be entirely, entirely as sweet as it can be. Okay, here's a place to here's a place to get started. Um, Dimwit Domitian. Oh, that's a new one. Dimwit Domitian uh, ran to his truth social failing, flagging, flogging, uh, floundering platform today. Because there was a jury verdict, uh, the the uh, his his sleazy 2017 inauguration chairman Tom Barrick was acquitted of working as an unregistered agent of the United Arab Emirates by a jury, and so running out to Truth Social, the dimwit Domitian said. Uh, my great respect goes out to the jurors for their courage and understanding in coming to an absolutely correct decision. This could be the beginning of our breakaway from communism and other very deep and dark places where the United States should be, never be. Cuba, Venezuela, and even the old Soviet Union were looking more and more like that could be us in the not-too-distant future. You know, there's a day I'm looking forward to. There's a day that I want to be around for. There's a day somewhere out in the future where the headline in the local media around here will probably read suspiciously large woman arrested for running, jumping, and cheering stark raving naked down the middle of Main Street. that day will come and it well it's kind of like what Nancy Pelosi said they can arrest me and I'll be happy communism really does this dirtbag even know what communism means because the United States is not now and never has been even within the same planetary system as communism, as a country. And then uh, we talked yesterday about uh, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, who, are, who hold the keys to their own jail cells down in Houston. It, this was the, the idiot, the, the, these are the idiot twins who. Uh, as we discussed yesterday, said, uh, no, no, uh, uh, an FBI agent helped us figuring out, figure out that Connect was, was, was rigging the vote. Not a, there's not an iota of truth in it, but they're being held on contempt charges. That means all they have to do is, well, they're kind of in a trick box right now because they've got to either admit that they made the whole thing up or they've got to deliver a name. Uh, Richard, Richard Cranium, as uh, Stephen New York suggested yesterday. And so he was grunting about them too, dimwit Domitian. The upcoming election is very big, but these acquittals of two innocent men greatly set the radical left back. 
but now they should immediately release great patriots Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips from prison in Houston where they're being held for essentially finding millions of illegal election changing ballots which they did not find okay this is more of that 2,000 3,000, 10,000 whatever mules horse shit true the vote should be praised for the incredible job they did not ridiculed by the radical left with their leaders thrown into jail hey geezer disgust us I'm going to keep ridiculing. Because your little insurrectionist goons are exactly that. Shucky ducky, Trump's not a racist. And as Brother Deacon Asa reminded me the other evening, uh, um, that actually is something that Herb Cain said. Shocky ducky. Trump's not a racist. Okie doke. Uh, but that wasn't that wasn't the biggest part of what uh, uh, Julius Geezer said, or the most uh, damning. Also, let's start treating the January sixth protesters fairly. Let them all go now. Yeah, they they barely got slaps on the wrist, but he wants them out so that they can do it again. You know, somewhere around maybe January 2024. There was a a statement today from the Department of Justice. They said, in the 21 months since January 6th, 21... More than 880 individuals have been arrested in nearly all 50 states for crimes related to the breach of the U.S. Capitol, including over 270 individuals charged with assaulting or impeding law enforcement. Remember, please, more than 12,000 people participated in it, based on the people who passed through the magnetometers at, the, um, at his uh, insurrectionist rally there on January the 6th and that doesn't include the people who had their AR15s and didn't want to go through the magnetometers that's when uh that's that's when that's when uh, Mar-a-Lago Mussolini said well they're not here to hurt me he knew he knew one of the most recent arrests is of uh, Raymond Joseph Cholod that's Cholod not Kolob Cholod uh, he's from Tallahassee, Florida. He's 52. Been charged with assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers, entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds with a dangerous weapon, and disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds with a dangerous weapon. And here's hoping that he cools his heels in a jail somewhere. And meanwhile, he also barked and grunted uh, Dimwit Domitian did about uh, the FBI search warrant of Maga Loco. Whether it's a raid on Mar-a-Lago with the violation of constitutional rights under the Fourth Amendment based on a fake document investigation where every other president has no liability 
or the other phony hoaxes and scams that have been going on for years. Impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two. Russia, 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 Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. The Mueller investigation where they found no collusion or more. We can't let it happen. Well, they didn't find no collusion. That's the problem. But if we didn't know before, we know that he's definitely uh, he's he's definitely pro-terrorist attack now. And so, uh, the latest rumor is that on November fourteenth, ten days hence, uh, the orange shit given will announce his campaign for the presidency. He was in Sioux City, Iowa, and he said, In order to make our country safe, successful, and safe and glorious, I will very, very probably do it again. Get ready. That's all I'm telling you. Very soon. Get ready. Uh, The problem is uh, the RNC will quit paying his bills his legal bills if he does that and he can't afford his own legal bills so uh, they they want him to uh, his his aides uh, whoever these hard cases and dead enders are Uh, want him to announce in a state that Biden won narrowly. Maybe Arizona Stan, Georgia Stan, Pennsylvania, Bamavania Stan. But the thing is, if he does run for president again, uh, then the question becomes whether the Department of Justice will bring criminal charges against him over the documents that he stole. And uh, it is said that DOJ is looking at appointing a special counsel to oversee the, the two investigations if he runs again. And meanwhile, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington crew, well, they're going to file a a disqualification for public office lawsuit if uh, Marcus Horalius decides to run for president again. They'll base it on the 14th Amendment, you know, the bar to anyone who engaged in insurrection against the Constitution they swore to defend from holding office. And, you know, here's hoping it doesn't hurt too little. But speaking of insurrectionists, huh, well, look, there's Jinsurrectionist Thomas again. What a horrible woman. Some more emails are out from John Eastman, and uh, that's the, the, we discussed that the other night, the, the, the ones where they talk about, well, we've got to get it in front of Clarence Thomas.
according to the Washington Post and Jacqueline Alemani. Uh, she was on uh, my filthy morning habit today, uh, going over basically the uh, the account of insurrectionists' uh, emails, as well as the. Uh, the rest of the emails, but Ginsurrectionist was in direct contact with John Eastman, the father of the big lie. Investigations reporter for the Washington Post, Jackie Alamany. She is an MSNBC contributor. And Jackie, you also have a new report on these emails. What more can you tell us about them? Yeah, well, I, I just want to dispute something that you just ended with there, David. Uh, it's not just Trump who uh, has sort of flouted the norms of democracy, but these lawyers, John Eastman, Kenneth Chesperow, the, the, the fringy lawyers that were surrounding Trump and helping him in his efforts to overturn the results of the election uh, in the last few months of his presidency, had reason to believe, um, at least publicly, that Justice Clarence Thomas was going to be sympathetic to their cause. Remember, in December of 2020, Thomas, along with Alito, issued a brief statement after this sort of audacious Texas lawsuit was filed, calling to ultimately throw out the results of the 2020 election in four battleground states. Uh, the majority dismissed it, but Alito and Thomas uh, expressed a statement that was sympathetic to the, the lawsuit and said that uh, the majority threw it out too quickly. Now the question, I think, is privately what reasons did uh, John Eastman and, and Kenneth Chesperow have to believe uh, that Thomas would be sympathetic to them if they got a lawsuit in front of him? Remember, Thomas does oversee the uh, emergency petitions um, from the circuit court that includes Georgia. So there was a reason for them to try to tee things up in Georgia to get it in front of him. Um, but at the same time, Ginny Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, was also in touch with John Eastman, who was once Clarence Thomas's law clerk. <laughs> Uh, and Eastman and Ginny Thomas were corresponding about efforts to overturn the results of the election as well. Ginny was simultaneously emailing lawyers in Arizona and Wisconsin, state legislatures, uh, to implement this plan that John Eastman had to disrupt the electoral certification and throw out the results. So it is a very small world here. There was no uh, indication in the correspondence that either of the Thomases were CC'd on any of the emails. But you can you can clearly see now why John Eastman was fighting so hard to, mm. to prevent the release yeah. of these emails. And, and, and it really sure. is it's shocking, Willie, the behavior between John Eastman, Jenny Thomas, and, and the, the efforts to overthrow, uh, throw out a democratic election uh, for, for, for the presidency. I say also their misreading of what Clarence Thomas and Alito did uh, when uh, they, they, they went along with an opinion in the Pennsylvania case, but they said it's the only time the court, I think, wrote anything of substance on these election challenges. They said about the Pennsylvania case, which involved the court in Pennsylvania overruling the state legislature. That raises a constitutional question. And I think they rightly said, this raises questions that we probably should address now. Mm -hmm. But even if we did address them now, it wouldn't change the outcome of the election. So there you have even the two most conservative justices saying, even if we take this question up, which we think we should, there aren't going to be enough votes 
to change the fact that Joe Biden's the next president of the United States. Yeah, and we've seen uh, now again in the state of Georgia, Jackie, as well, the, the Supreme Court smacking down uh, Lindsey Graham a couple of days ago, denying his appeal to have the subpoena for his testimony there thrown out. So what is your, or that he wouldn't have to testify, excuse me, um, so what is your sense of the peril in Georgia for Donald Trump, Lindsey Graham, all the people around him who clearly, on the record, we've heard the tapes of Donald Trump with Brad Raffensperger, now we see these emails, uh, we're trying to overturn the results of that election. Yeah, Georgia is certainly seems to be ground zero for any potential legal exposure uh, that this former president faces. Um, outside of, of Fannie Willis's case that she's building right now, there is there are also new indications in these emails um, that John Eastman himself was aware of potential uh, problems in terms of the legal jeopardy Trump could face. In those emails, in one of them, um, he actually warns the lawyers who were working with the president's team uh, in Georgia that if Trump signed a certification uh, for a lawsuit that they had already filed regarding voter fraud, um, which included claims of uh, dead people voting, felons voting, etc., cetera, uh, that there could potentially be problems because at that point they had already warned the former president that a lot of these claims were fraudulent, uh, right. that uh, the Justice Department, the evidence that they, that experts had preferred that they had were not mm -hmm. actually accurate and that if Trump re-signed the litigation, he again could be facing some sort of, of, of criminal exposure. Right. Um, so that is John Eastman himself saying uh, that there were concerns that Trump could face prosecution along with the lawyers involved with this. All um, right, the Washington Post, Jackie Elmy, thank you as always. So the question arises, and, and this is this, I mean, I get it's not really rhetorical. I'd like, I'd like to maybe pursue an answer to this. Is the freedom to lie over and over and over again when there is already evidence that you know it is a lie? Is that just is that just the First Amendment? Do we just have to live with that? Is that just the cost of freedom? Kind of like, well, you know, they're the party, the, the Republican, the maggots are the party of acceptable losses, as we've been discussing of late. Do we just have to chalk it up to, well, we just have to let Nitwit Nero lie his ass off and we can't do anything about it because otherwise we won't be free, just like we have to, we have to somehow live with the slaughter of little children uh, because that's the price of freedom so that pasty-faced, doughy old white dudes uh, can feel better about something. And have their AR-15s and 18-year-olds can, but is is that just? I don't know. There's not a word. The evidence is clear now. He was told again and again and again and again and again and again that there was no voter fraud. The election wasn't rigged. It was a deliberate, calculated plan to sow chaos and free speech. Because it feels an awful lot like yelling, uh, yelling fire in a crowded theater. But we wait and wait and wait and wait for something to happen.
and of course we knew that, that we wouldn't you know we could, we could hardly go a show without a uh, without a marginal trailer queen sighting uh, she showed up in Sioux City, Iowa last night with uh, with uh, Tangerine Tiberius. Um, and, of course, she used the occasion to blather on about uh, Paul Pelosi. I guess this is the new lock her up or something. Where Americans are robbed, stabbed, raped, kidnapped, carjacked, and murdered. But only, the only crime victim you hear about from Democrats in the media is Paul Pelosi. Paul Pelosi was brutally attacked by a drugged out illegal alien that should have been deported. And Paul Pelosi should have been a gun owner and shot his attacker. Wow. Wow. Stay classy, you dumbass dipshit Harridan. <sighs> I, I wonder, uh, I, I wonder, uh, I wonder if that's how marginal... Uh, would handle it. Lord. But that's who they are. And no, of course, it goes without saying, no, uh, the Democrats are not ignoring crimes. We talk about crimes every day. If anybody ignores crimes, it's the marginal trailer queens of the world who who endorse acceptable losses, acceptable losses of school children, acceptable losses of trans kids. Eh, fuck them, they're better off dead anyway. Or allies like that one guy in Florida who said, that's okay, to the idea that the blood of children will be on his hands. That's okay. Acceptable losses. And, uh, by the way, they ignore the illegal crime spree with drugs flooding across our border with fentanyl poisonings every single day. No, no one's ignoring that. Especially not the people dealing with it, which is a subset of people that does not include Marginal Trailer Queen. And she said... Under Republicans, not another penny will go to Ukraine. So, in other words, she's pro Putin. She's Neville Chamberlain ish. And she'd just assume that uh, Putin's filthy tanks and his army of criminals and ne'er do wells. Uh, roll all the way through Ukraine, rape, slaughter, plunder, pillage. Yeah, that's all good for her. I wonder how much money the National Ruble Association gives her. I wonder how much of that is pass-through money from Putin. 
I guess we'll just have to wonder. And meanwhile, from the Department of Butthurt, uh, Onan, the network that spills its news upon the ground, has been dumped from another television cable platform. Uh, Frontier has dumped Onan. DirecTV has already dumped Onan. Verizon Fios has already dumped Onan. It, because it's not a real news channel. It's just a prop propaganda outlet that almost makes Fox News look legitimate. And this led uh, one of their hosts, a guy named Dan Ball, to have an on-air conniption about it. Do enjoy, do enjoy the schadenfreude, please. Space, the final frontier. Huh? Maybe we'll skip a bit, brother. There's Dan. Space, the final frontier. What's really out there? I mean, seriously, it's something that mankind has been fascinated with for decades. In fact, our government believes there is something out there. If you remember, we told you last month, Congress held their first hearings on UFOs in over 50 years. And they also released a bunch of these videos they've been keeping quiet from the American people showing these strange objects. And while the government's saying that there's a possibility of UFOs, we're seeing billionaires race to space. You got Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and, of course, Richard Branson, all trying to make space travel a commercial industry. But we wouldn't be here today if it were not for the brave men and, yes, women, the patriots, who bravely went where no one had gone before. It's those first brave group of astronauts that went into that final frontier, if you will. My next guest, filmmaker and project manager of the Apollo Monuments, Stephen Barber, has raised thousands of dollars over the years to build monuments to honor these heroic Americans who made those first journeys. We're talking from Apollo 11 to the Apollo 13 crew, and yes, the first woman to go in space. Do you remember who that was, by the way? Sally Ride, 1983. I was like 10. I love this. He's, he's, he's so gosh darn earnest in explaining to the people who live in bell jars at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium about astronauts. Yeah, oh, well, it's not going to last. To tell the stories of these brave heroes who took us into that final frontier back in the day. I was a little more fortunate. My father worked for General Motors, so he worked on the moon buggy. Ah. So I got to meet Jim Irwin, commander of Apollo 15. You right know, on. I got to meet Al. I got to meet my heroes, you know, and, and I, I got to go to see the moon buggy before it went to the moon. So I was in, you know, by the time I was eight years old. And, you mm -hmm. know, these guys were getting on rockets. They were making 24,000 bucks a year, you know, getting on rockets and going to the world. So, you know, today's heroes are rappers and baseball players and basketball players. And, you know, when I was a kid in the 60s, early 70s, my heroes were you know, men that got on suicide rockets and went into the cosmos, you know, very fortunate. Yeah, you want to talk about folks with <clears throat> guts. Strap a rocket on your hiney and let's go up somewhere nobody's gone really fast. That's hiney. Guts. That's a patriot. That's heroic. That's bravery. Um, I want to show pics of your first two monuments, which, by the way, um, did I hear, did some of these, uh, the one for 13 or 11, were these in the Smithsonian? 
No, I've actually tried to get the Smithsonian to embrace these monuments. They they haven't said yes for some reason. They're not very interested in the monument projects, but I'm I'm going to pursue them. Uh, by the way, I'm the visionary. I came up with this idea. I pitched it to NASA. I reached out to a. You know, when you're doing an interview, and you have to say I'm the visionary, it's a pretty good bet you're not a visionary. It's like, well. Uh, a certain former fake president saying I've got a very big brain I've got the gene, the best genes only the best genes that's what a poker player would call a tell um, meanwhile I get it Steve Steve in New York says I'm exhausted I'm sorry I really am I just cannot keep up with this level of hatred and verbal and eventual actual violence. I'm actually checking out is seeming like is seeming that much more appealing. Well, no, depends on what you mean by checking out. Um, but the problem is uh, ignoring ignoring the hate. It, well, you know the old saying: even if you're not in, even if you're not interested in politics, that doesn't mean politics isn't interested in you. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, until such time as this country comes to its senses, the maggot sleaze you will have always with you, because the maggot sleaze was preceded by the uh, by the teabagger sleaze, and the teabagger sleaze was preceded by the John Birch Society sleaze and the Klan sleaze. It's all of a piece. Okay. And frankly, as we have demonstrated time after time after time on this program, it's who Republicans are. It's just who Republicans are. This did not begin with Donald Trump. He, is, he, is, he has simply weaponized it to levels we have not seen within our lifetimes. Anyway, back to the visionary an organization called the Lundeen Sculptors out of Loveland, Colorado. George and Mark Lundeen and master sculptor Joey Boehner. These gentlemen are the greatest monument makers in the world. I'm not saying that because they're my guys. I'm saying that simply because they are. They don't use CAD, no computer-aided drafting. They do everything by hand. Oh, they look Plus amazing. Yeah, I want to show well, more pics while Stephen's talking, guys. Can we show these? I mean, from Buzz Aldrin to, to Neil, they look so lifelike. They're huge. They're beautiful well, monuments. But the main reason you wanted to come on, Stephen, is because you're trying to finish up this one for Sally Ride. And I can't believe you're not getting assistance. I mean, this was the first woman to go in space. You have such a big push, especially from a lot of folks in Hollywood, in politics on the left, talking about women's rights. Oh, by the way, she was also a member of the LGBTQ community. And this month, today's June, it's, it's Pride Month. I would think people would be behind you supporting this monument to Sally Ride, the first ever woman, American woman in space and the only LGBT member to go into space that we know of. And yet nobody's helping you get this thing going. I took it to Ellen DeGeneres, you know, who's obviously a big pride gal. And I, I took it to Gwyneth Paltrow and I took it to, you know, I took it to the biggest. I Maybe I called on 300. Really? You took it to the vagina candle lady? You took it to the jade egg lady? <sighs> okay. 100 executive women across the country 
whether they were LBGQT or not, or just, you know, women that have broken the glass ceiling. Yeah. Not one, not one of them was interested, except one, the great Maria Shriver came on board and gave me my last donation. And she, you know, to, and so it's kind of interesting to come full circle to have a Kennedy on the, you know, on the monument of Sally Ride, because obviously her, her uncle, uh, President Jack Kennedy, was the impetus to start the, you know, race to the moon. Yeah, the space so program. Kind of, Stephen, yeah, I'm almost out of so time. If folks want to help you out to finish these monuments, to get them placed in the proper position so that all Americans can take them in, enjoy them and remember these heroes. How do they get in touch with you? Vanillafire.com, and they can find me, you know, what? Google my name, Stephen Barber, a plethora of information will come up. But I'm moving into diversity now. I'm uh, working on building the Mae Jemison Monument, the first female African-American monument, Guy Bluford, the first African-American male, and also Ellen Ochoa, who's a four-time four shuttle astronaut, uh, first Hispanic woman in space. So I could use anyone's help because it's a really important, Dan, to shine the light on American exceptionalism. If we don't shine the light on the people in the past, we can't really see the future. That's just the way I look at it. What a great way to end. There you go. If you want to get a hold of this guy and help him out with his dream to continue on letting us and all Americans and future generations know what these heroes did for space exploration, get a hold of him. Stephen Barber, it is VanillaFire.com. Is that it? Okay. That's it. Steven. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank so you, man. Appreciate you. What? Sorry, having a hard time getting over the whole vanilla fire part I, you know what maybe maybe I missed uh, the, 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 let's go back for a second I, because the pissing and moaning is what I was there for explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations to boldly go where no man has gone before you know what occurs to me that this is a that this is a uh, well, this is a this is a moment in the history of this almost two decade old conversation. We have our we have never had our obligatory Star Trek reference come from a uh, a right wing cesspit before, and I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel particularly good. Space, the final frontier. What's really out there? I mean, seriously, it's something that mankind has been fascinated with for last month. Congress held their first hearings on UFOs in over fifty years. Also released a bunch of these videos they've been keeping quiet from the American people showing these strange objects. Space. You got Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Space travel, a commercial industry. The patriots who bravely went where no one had gone before. It's those first group of astronauts that went into that of the Apollo monuments. Stephen Barber has built monuments to honor these heroic Americans. Well, I... I, I, I didn't catch it, did you? But nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, the original story came from the Daily Beast, and uh, ah, here's the fuming, maybe. <sighs> So, uh, I'm sorry, I just, I, 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 I have a certain hunger for schadenfreude this evening. Don't know why I'm getting an ad for an anime cartoon, but oh well.
Yeah, okay, this is more like it. Maybe this is it, because he's having a conniption uh, over Joe Biden. It's not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. In 2018 when they tried to what? In how many states, Joe? Avalon, thanks for that one. Uh, just one more gaffe. I mean, they're daily with Biden. I mean, are we even surprised anymore? Next up, who do we have? Our friend uh, Ingla says, President Biden congratulated leftist Brazilian President candidate Luiz Inácio Luia da Silva on his victory in the nation's runoff election. Then he said, quote, <laughs> they were free, fair, and credible elections. The president added, suck! <laughs> English, thank you. Uh, by the way, guys, show them that headline that we found, that article. It's a wonderful article. Um, this is by, uh, I believe it's called the Borgen Project. It's right there, B-O-R-G-E-N. Ten facts about corruption in Brazil. I highly encourage you, if you think Joe was telling the truth that Brazil has free and fair and credible elections, that you read this article. Because the first fact of the ten facts is like the last three presidential elections have been corrupt as hell. But... Joe knows all about corrupt elections, doesn't he? Next up, Patty. Can't believe Frontier really pulled away. Oh, here it is. And I love that they're so desperate that they're, re I mean, yeah. Yet they allow CNN and MSNBC no freedom of speech. We will be canceling our Frontier service in Bradenton, Florida. Can we go with Spectrum, Cox, or CenturyLink, which is one of these carriers? You guys need to do a story about how bad Facebook is with customer service and hacked accounts. Please, if you get a chance. All right, Patty, so you got two things i got to reply to. So there's Patty down in Bradenton. You know, God's waiting room. And she's sitting around barking and braying at the television. You know, her, I'm, 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 guessing, uh, I'm guessing her first name's probably Margoline. Yeah. First and foremost, folks, yes, Frontier dropped us on November 1st. So that adds up the tally now this year from DirecTV, Verizon to Frontier, three major carriers, censoring One America News. You Not three censoring. know where you can stick it. Um, as far as the other three you requested, they don't carry us. <laughs> oh, oh, and Patty's sitting there in Bradenton going, oh, no's. They censored us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. They're not. I, I hate to break it to you there, Dan, but, you know, they're, um, Frontier Cable is not the government. Frontier Cable is an independent business corporation engaged in, and I know you hate it when this gets brought up, free market capitalism, and they are free to make decisions to not carry your skanky ass uh, when you're caught spreading filthy lies that can be well when you're engaging in in risky liability conduct that can wind up running downstream to the carrier there uh, th their lawyers have all said no 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 don't carry these assholes they're going to get us sued because that happened already I'm sorry so you can't get us on, um, who were the three that she was asking for? I know Spectrum and Cox do not, CenturyLink used to, but CenturyLink's moving away from their video service. So your best bet, Patty, is to go to OANN.com, sign up 
for live OAN and video on demand through the website. Or if you want OAN plus AWE, our sister network, and some other channels, just sign up for the Cloud TV app. K-L-O-W-D, Cloud TV. Both those uh, apps are like, what, $4.99 a month, and you will get nonstop live feed of OAN, no other party involved, no... Pure poison poured in through your eyeballs and your ear holes 24 hours a day, seven days a week, from a network that you think is really conservative because Fox is a bunch of fucking liberals. Hey. Money going to those a-holes at those other providers. And that's going to do it. You want to get a... I'm sorry. There's just, I'm probably getting more fun out of this than I should, but, well, Dan, with your troweled-on pancake makeup, no, 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 the, no human beings are actually that color. And, and trust me, I struggled trying to find a foundation that matched my skin tone for about a year, but, honey, that ain't it. Oh, poor little butt hurt, Dan. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> going back to what he said about uh, Matt in San Francisco, subject line, Ellen. Ellen's a big old pride gal. I bet he was going to say lesbian, but caught himself. Well, yeah, he did catch himself because he was going to try to say lesbian, but it was going to come out Lebanese. And how are things in Beirut? Hey, Matt. Happy weekend, my friend. Um, the first woman to go into space? Uh, they misspoke, Lee uh, reminds us. Valentina Tereshkova, Tereshkova was the first woman in space. When Sally Ride returned to Earth, Valentina Tereshkova congratulated Sally Ride, the third woman into space. Well, expecting factual accuracy... Uh, from the likes of Onan, the network that spills its news upon the ground, is a little bit much. Um, and uh, Randy Radar points out, Meanwhile, I have to turn to the Internet to get free speech TV because it's not on my Comcast cable. Um, yeah, Ralph said, Aw, poor little talker, <laughs> Vanilla Fire. NASA reject. You know, maybe if his maybe if his website wasn't Vanilla Fire, it might get a little bit more traction. Um, maybe if it was astronautmonuments.com or so. No, it's Vanilla Fire. Fire, fire, baby. Sorry, it's just where I went. Um, Sally Ride Monument. Christopher says so. Stephen Barber's Vanilla Fire Sally uh, Ride Monument. He brought it to Gwyneth Paltrow. How long did he expect to keep his monument up in her with smoked vanilla beans before she would hatch it? Oh, well, you're just full of full of yourself, aren't you, Christopher? Celebrating that birthday and everything. And Stephen New York on Brazilian elections. Here's a fucking fact. It's almost a universal opinion. The Brazilian elections are among the most secure and accurate in the world. My partner and I have discussed this a lot. And it's, well, I hope they can transition away from, uh, from, from uh, Jair, uh, Jair Bolsonaro Trump safely and without bloodshed. Um. Flavio added a little bit ago when I said that, you know, the heat's ramping up relative to what's coming on 
Tuesday. I'm dreading Tuesday, too. Every nation has the government that it deserves. That is a quote from Joseph de Maistre, Lettre et Opuscule, letter number 76, 1811. De Maistre, Flavio tells us, was a Savoyard, a staunch monarchist, subject of the Kingdom of Sardinia, decidedly against the Enlightenment and democracy. But on this, we agree. And, Flavio adds, I hope we deserve the best and not the worst. From your lips to God's ear. And regarding Onan, Brother Deacon Asa adds, Wrong crowd, dipshit! Your viewers believe the moon landing was staged in Hollywood by the Jews. You're not wrong. And uh, going back to our obligatory Star Trek reference, Lee in New York sends along a link from NBC News. Astronomers just discovered Spock's home planet, Vulcan. Newfound exoplanet orbits a star identified with the famed science fiction officer from Star Trek. Um, no one says, no one's saying any pointy-eared aliens live there, but astronomers have discovered an exoplanet order, uh, orbiting 40 Eridani A, a star known to Star Trek fans as the host star of Spark, uh, Spock's home planet, Vulcan. 16 light years from Earth in the constellation Ariadnus. It orbits its host star, a sun-like star, with the formal designation of HD 26965, just inside the habitable zone, where water could exist in liquid form and where life as we know it could be possible. Uh, John Gay, John G., I don't know, uh, it came as a total surprise to us, uh, professor at the, of astronomy at the University of Florida, co-author of the new paper about the discovery. We did not have an intention to look for Vulcan orbiting HD 26965. Apparently the exoplanet is about two times the size of Earth. And based on what we know at this point, it's the nearest super-Earth orbiting a sun-like star. Um, and so they plan to contact the Union the Astronomical Union, and ask that the planet be named Vulcan. Uh, wouldn't you want to see if it was habit inhabited first? Oh, well. Uh, they think it uh, the, the, the planet likely has an atmosphere, and it's tidally locked to its host star, that means one side is always facing the star while the other side's pointing away. And too hot to be habitable. But the cooler side could but the cooler side could be habitable habitable but uh, uh, and notes like what Star Trek imagines Vulcans stay in the caves. But are, but 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 do they have you know, green blood. I don't know. And so we uh, we come up on 
the top of the hour. And uh, by the way, uh, thank you, Jessica. Just got a note from Jessica. I reached the milestone of 10 months as an employee of Mayo Clinic yesterday, she tells us. So here's 10 bucks to celebrate. Thank you, Jessica. And happy 10th month anniversary there at Mayo Clinic in the uh, greater Rochester co-prosperity sphere. That's wonderful. And Jessica apparently really likes her job. And I'm really proud for her. So, uh, I guess, yeah, let's do... um, Let's see who we've got to uh, join the conversation for this Friday on the front porch. Um, and there, we're, we're connected now. Apparently... Um, the judge in Peter Navarro's case is kind of uh, hating his job at the moment. Amit Mehta, U.S. District Court judge, uh, held a hearing earlier today. Navarro is being tried on two counts of contempt of Congress because he too thumbed his nose at the J6 committee and uh, I don't know why this thing defaults now to sending video there we go all better Uh, reporting from Reuters their correspondent Sarah Lynch um, said I'm here in court for a motions hearing for the Navarro Contempt of Congress case. Judge Mehta is hearing from attorney Stanley Woodward, and Mehta is frustrated because the defense has provided zero evidence Trump ever actually instructed Navarro to invoke executive privilege. Well, that's because he did it with his (sighs) Jedderp mind trick powers. More than one person saw the blood rising in Judge Mehta's face. Ryan Barber also described him as growing irritated with Peter Navarro's lawyers for providing no evidence that Trump invoked executive privilege with the former trade advisor. And apparently Judge Mehta got frustrated enough that he said, I'm asking for anything. How often do you hear a federal judge talk like that? I'm asking for anything, anything. You aren't even telling me that he whispered in his ear. You've given me nothing. Reminds me of a time long, 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 long ago when I was installing a really, really highfalutin stereo for uh, my my then-girlfriend's dad. And, I mean, this was some serious shit. I took him shopping for it. I knew my stuff. Clips, Clipshorn speakers, uh, a Nakamichi Dragon tape deck. That's the one that had the little servo motor. You could put like six cassettes in it. 
and when the we when you got to the end of side one of the cassette, the mo, the, the the tray would slide out. A little machine, little little tiny robot would raise the cassette up and turn it around and bring it back down. It was bougie as shit for the day. I mean, I guess we're talking about like 1987. Um, I think we got him a Marantz uh, amp and receiver tuner. That is. I can't remember the kick-ass turntable. But anyway, I was pulling it all. It was putting it together. And it had these, this huge built-into-the-wall bookcase um, constructed for him out of this beautiful pickled pine. Yeah, pickled pine. That sounds great into a microphone, doesn't it? Popping peas. Sibilance, sibilance, sibilance. And, uh, I was crawling around in all these little tight spaces, you know, plug, you know, RCA, you know, RCA plugs, you know, in, out, you know, going to the amp, and and I powered it up to make sure that everything was so far so good, and I hear him say nothing. I'm hearing nothing. Nothing is what I'm hearing here. This money I just spent, I'm hearing nothing. He was from Brooklyn. Um, well, there's there's a reason you're not hearing anything. We're not playing anything yet, okay? When can I hear my Neil Diamond? Well, eventually he heard it, and he heard how loud it was. He was very happy, but I, I, I just thought of that when I saw yeah, I'm getting nothing. I'm hearing nothing. And that was Judge Mehta today in the U.S. District Court. I'm asking for anything. You aren't even telling me that he whispered in his ear. You've given me nothing. And somewhere between Joey Bishop and, you know, Peter Falk. And, uh... So, the trial continues... Or the hearings continue until they go to trial. And if this is where poor Judge Meta is, and I, you know, whether maybe I shouldn't say poor Judge Meta, uh, but if that's where he already is, and we haven't even had a trial, the trial hasn't even started yet. Uh, <laughs> he may be behind the bench with a pair of ball bearings by the strawberries. And, of course, lest we miss this, uh, back in September, three teenagers shot five football players, young football players, and killed one outside Roxborough High School in the greater Philly area. And police have now figured out that they committed another murder the day before. Troy Fletcher, a 15-year-old, and Zayed Jones, 17, are going to face new murder charges in the killing of 19-year-old Tamir Jones in North Philly on September 26th. 
Uh, 16-year-old Dayron Bernie Thorne is still a fugitive, but he's expected to be charged as well. And again, we are back to the Republican doctrine of acceptable losses. So everything should be pretty well connected by now. Let's uh, go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves and check in with Sparky. Hey, Sparky, how are you? I'm just sitting here spacing out. Any particular reason for the spacing out? been one year now. I know. I've lived alone. Is that, I mean, is that exactly today? Exactly today. I'm so sorry. How are you? How are you? How, it, it's been, a, I know it's been a long and painful process. How are you? I'm fine. I've got a deal from the hospice people from today for a virtual Something. I just don't even want to deal with that one. But they couldn't call. Your audio is a little low. Okay, well, is this better? Yes, dramatically so. Moved a little closer to the microphone. Yeah. Yesterday, my dad's friend that he willed pomegranates to came by. So we were trimming on the pomegranate bush tree, whatever you want to call it, yesterday. Hadn't been picked in two years. Does it have fruit on it now? I don't know anything about pomegranate trees. No, it doesn't have fruit on it now because he picked it all yesterday. It's usually, it's right around Halloween, I mean, at least here, that you start seeing them in the grocery stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. This, that's the time of year they ripen up. And you try to get them before they split. He said his, so a lot of his already split. He, uh, we only see we only see them here around Christmas time. Well, it's this time of year that they're they're ripe. That's all I'm saying here, anyway. And then they shed all their leaves and everything, start new growth in the spring, and they just. Oof. Well, you said bush or tree. Is it is it is it bush like? I've never seen one in the wild. Yeah, it is. Kind of got like a kind of uh, doesn't have thorns, but it just it just stuff. It has suckers that grow off the roots and everything. We had to just to get into where you. Reach up and get some of the pomegranates. Plus, we had to cut out a couple of the limbs that were getting way too tall. So we cut them out with my ego chainsaw, then pulled them out and got all the pomegranates off of them. 
We'd have never been able to reach him if we hadn't cut the branch off. And so was I mean, so did he did he take it? I mean, did he get the whole root ball and everything? No, I mean, just the it's a branch of the tree that he had to cut out. No, but I mean, he he was taking the whole tree. Did he? I'm trying to figure out how that. No, worked. he didn't take the tree. Oh, okay, I misunderstood. He just comes and harvested. He just comes and harvests it every year. Oh, okay, okay. He missed last year. Okay, I understand better now. I, th I thought he came and got the tree. No, no, no. The agreement is as long as he wants them, he can come get them. My, my dad told me, let him have their pomegranates for as long as he wants them. Wow. One time a year I see him. Unless I got a prep plumbing problem. He doesn't do that too much anymore. He's like getting close to 80 years old now. So at this point, you know, a year later, have you, are, are you still, are you still cleaning out or because you were talking about cleaning out a building, I think, last week, weren't you? Yeah. The storage shed that my dad made out of the garage doors when he moved to the garage. And all her stuff is in there. I'm slowly putting it in the garbage can every week. Yeah, I get pretty much got it cleaned out now. There's just a big tool chest in there now that it wasn't part of her stuff. I think part of, it was part of my stuff. But my dad collected gold tools. There were some of them were his great grandfather's. Wow. Oh I got all those. I sell them off. Well, let's check in and see. Uh, let's check in and see who else is uh, in the room. Um, yeah, I see. I see Kevin. And I don't. Uh, do we know who? The, do we know who the guest is? That would be me. Whoever that is. Oh, Emilio. Hey. Oh, that's me. Yes. Hi. How are you this evening? I'm okay. I'm just got home from work. Good day. Uh, okay day. I'm, it was actually pretty easy, really. But I'm not really that happy to be to work be working there anymore, really. Looking for something better. Something like that. I just had a tech question from uh, Asa. 
How come your noise gate doesn't filter out the AC? I don't know. And the noise gate is on. So uh, when you hear the background noise come in and come out, and when somebody else is talking, I try to try to mute my mic so that it won't, uh, so the air conditioner will not uh, drown out whoever's talking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it's 77 degrees in the studio right now. We had some cold, and then we decided to be warm again. Uh, yeah, well, I, I fired up the fireplace insert after we had some rain the other day on the 1st of November. I'm back using that for heat instead of gas burning. Well, I'm sure this won't last uh, last much longer, but, uh, uh, you know, high tomorrow is like... So, and the, th the thing is, like I've said before, the studio is south-facing, south and east-facing. It's all the same, right? Yeah, and the, the windows here are great big uh, laterally, d lateral double-hungs, and they're almost as big as the walls themselves. And so it's just, it, it gets hot in here. It's, it's solar collectors. It, practically, yeah. Uh, I like to describe it as passive solar. The thing is, it collects the solar when you don't want it to, namely summer. And then in the winter, you, you, you burn up in the winter and you freeze, in, or you burn up in the summer and you freeze in the winter. Because back during the height of, uh, height of summer, we'd have this air conditioner going. And... You know, it would still be 88 degrees in here. Well, I'm glad I'm not running that air conditioner now because my PG&E bills were pretty high. Oh, we're getting, no, we get our, I, and I get, you know, it's a global phenomenon. Um, Energy prices are, you know, it's not just gasoline. Uh, the God, the electricity bill was $578 here last month. And we don't run anything. I mean, there's a computer and some uninterruptible power supplies and a refrigerator and a stove and a water heater. And all the, all the light bulbs are, are uh, LED. It's insane. Oh, yeah, it's an electric water heater. Because we can't get gas. PG&E is private, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. It's a power for all in Northern California. Have you thought about That's swapping it. out the straight electric hot water heater to a heat pump hot water heater? Didn't even know such things uh, existed. I was talking to Miss Terry, and she was telling me she's got one of those uh, what what instant water heaters that like mounts on the wall. She said she loves oh, hers. That's on demand. Yeah, the uh, heat pump ones are uh, they extract heat from the air and put it into the water. So in essence, the heat pump hot water heater 
kind of acts like a mini air conditioner. Now, there's no heating back here, though, in the winter. What would that do? I mean, how, how would, you know, what would we do for hot water? I know this sounds really dumb, but how would we, would it work in the dead still, you know, when we're, like, down at zero? Yes. There's still, there's still warmth in the air. Uh, we've got a heat pump that does the house. And, of course, in the summer, it's the air conditioner. And in the winter, it's the heater. And... Uh, they can be snowing outside, and we still have nice warm air coming out of our ceiling. Yeah, just out of curiosity, um, do you have any offhand knowledge as to cost? Uh, not offhand, but I can do a little bit of research. Uh, it was in the house when we bought it. Uh, I'll do a little bit of sleuthing around and come back in a bit. I wonder if they carry that. Well, I wonder if they carry those at Lowe's. That's my only big box store around here. Oh, and I left out the washer and the dryer. Yes, we have a washer and a dryer that consume electricity. It's almost 620. Come on, bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. I didn't that. I'm talking to myself. Oh, and thanks for letting me know the camera was on. I, I turned it off as soon as, yeah. Uh, got a note from Lady B. I can hear the confusion and frustration in your voice. I don't hide things very well, I guess. Robin, save it for a Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> I don't do Sudoku. 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 I don't know. I don't do that. It doesn't make sense to the people screwing us over either, but they do it anyway because they know we'd go at each other's throats first before we harm a hair on their little heads. Some politicians lie because it's profitable. Others lie because they're delusional. Hell, it's profitable both ways, but the more dangerous of the two are the ones who are the true believers. People lavish praise on Liz Cheney because she saw that the empire her father helped build was leading to the destruction of our fair republic. We are seriously on the verge of destroying the American ethos of democracy, such as it is. I added that part. And there are lots of Republicans like her who know this is happening and drinking themselves to sleep every night because, unlike Rich Liz, they don't have a legacy of wealth and a future shot at leadership. Liz lost her job, yes, but she's not going to bed hungry. She'll rise again. It's up to Horn listeners to decide whether her faithfulness to the Constitution is strong enough for her to help reform the Republican Party. Quite frankly, I think she'll return pushing the Republican agenda as soon as she sees it's safe to do so. I don't know that she ever stopped. Um, remember, in the, in, in the wake of the Dobbs decision, Lady B, and here I am editorializing on top of your note, but in the wake of the Dobbs decision, she was right out there calling, you know, oh, the Democrats are baby killers, you know, over a thing in a Petri dish that looks like a piece of soggy popcorn that they say has a heart. Yeah, um, so I don't know that she ever went. And, and remember, you know, her voting record with Nitwit Nero is like 94%. Uh, anyway, Lady B says, America has always been befuddling. A black guy steals a box of cigarillos. He's hunted down, shot, and killed. White guys storm the Capitol, steal things, piss and shit on the floor, and threaten politicians' lives, all while trying to stop the peaceful transfer of power. They get to go home for dinner. 
One is denied a fair trial and is immediately sentenced to death. The others go through months of legal wrangling and serve comparatively short time in prison or receive a small fine, all to prove that everything we caught on tape is actually what was caught on tape. If things don't make sense, that's because they don't. Because the powerful think we're stupid. A rich kid gets into Harvard even though his grades suck and he parties all day. We give him a degree and a great job. A black kid gets a free ride to Harvard, a kid who had Harvard-worthy grades and a good work ethic. Our country reminds them every day about how they don't belong there, and their accomplishments don't mean shit because the college was forced to accept them because of their color. Why is one thought acceptable but not the other? As my beautiful IT grad nephew, uh, Trey, says, it makes sense if you don't think about it. I, you know what? I'm... I need to get that done in calligraphy to hang on the studio wall somewhere here because if I, it, I should probably be looking at that every day. It makes, it makes sense if you don't think about it. Lady B says up is down, black is white. Unless you really are black, then black is black and white is white and all right. And Lady B adds, I'll work on voicing the new intro this weekend. Can't wait for you to get your propers. Have a good show, darling. Thank you, Lady B. I hope you have a great evening. And... Uh, comment as you see fit but yeah it is frustrating if you if you take it because we take this shit in just as a matter of course but how in God's name are there not any consequences for engaging in a pattern and practice of outright deception where the victims are the people of the United States of America and, and, and the victims include those of us who know that he's lying, but in many ways, more so, the victims include the people who are stupid enough to believe him. Oh, where was I earlier today? Uh, we had to go out and run errands. Um, oh, I know, I know, we'd, we'd, we'd pulled into sheets, Annette and I. And there was a guy getting into his truck, you know, Looked a little like Steve Bannon, you know, except for the, you know, the the three shirts. He just had one T-shirt on, and it had a big old picture of um, Clementine Caligula on the back of it. You know, every time I refer to him, there's a little bit of pause because I'm running through the list of nicknames. But it had a picture of Clementine Caligula on the back of it, and damn right, Trump! And I read it out. You know, windows weren't down or anything, but he was right next to us. And I kind of read it out loud as I saw it, and that looked at me and said, Robin, no. And, I, again, I don't start things. I'm just, I, I'm just astonished. And maybe that marks me as, 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 as a naïve. But how can I, mean, I don't? I, it, we've reached for answers. So, you know, the, the, the cruelty is the point. We've talked about how he uh, he he validated people's hatred and made it okay for them to despise the people that they'd been had to be, that they'd had to been despising, uh, you know, privately, and he made it okay to say it out loud. But I mean, how can somebody? who has precisely nothing in common with a grifty con man be so thoroughly invested that you'd walk around with the stupid fucker's mug on your back and pay money for the privilege. 
That's the part that just gobsmacks me. <sighs> so there we are. Uh, uh, Dave number 11 says, 578 bucks. You need to get an insulated cover for the Olympic pool. It's an Olympic kidney-shaped pool, Dave. My bill was 83 bucks last month, thanks to PV panels. I, wouldn't I love to have some of those? This is pure 200-proof, clean coal electricity. And the bill just keeps going up because they keep making disastrous corporate decisions and they pass the cost on to, you know, the rubes, I mean, rate payers. And that's how that works. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Um, Randy Radar said uh, heat pumps require electric assists below 35 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, the coil. And uh, Brother Deacon Asa said, it's about five grand, whichever way you slice it. The heat pump water heater has its drawbacks, too. And I, like Ms. T Ms. Terry, uh, have an on-demand water heater. It's a disaster of a carbon footprint, I can explain later. So it's damned if you do and damned if you don't if you want to have hot water in your world. And I've got a little plumbing project in the bathroom right now. and Something's happened to the... To the hot water side of the uh, of the vanity. I hate plumbing. Really, I do. Uh. Well, our heat pump units in the garage, which uh, is attached to the house, so inside the garage never gets below freezing. Uh, but I did a little fingers do the walking. Lowe's has them for seventeen ninety nine. And I posted in the chat room about how it cuts the water heating cost by about to about by about 73%. Um, the annual energy cost is as low as $113. Uh, uh, about three times more efficient than a standard electric water heater, and saves an average of $3,000 over 10 years. So that's advertising bullshit. Um, but I'm happy with ours. It gives us all the hot water we need. Does it have a tank like a regular hot water, like a regular water heater? Yes. Uh, basically, what you've done is replace the electric heating coil uh, or the gas burner with a heat exchanger number that sucks the heat out of the atmosphere and transfers heat from the atmosphere into the water, and then it stores the water in a tank, uh, just like a regular hot water heater does. Well, it's something to put on the list. And, and you know, we at least have companies here now that'll do the whole, um, I, I guess, long-term lease of, of, of solar panels. So at some point in time, maybe I'll reach out and it's still grid tied. So if the power goes off, you're still screwed. But it might be worth looking into. Because the only way around that uh, being screwed if the power goes out is if you bring in the uh, Tesla or some other companies, uh, large battery backups. And in my calculations, living in town, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, I've never felt 
that it would be advantageous to uh, go through that expense. If we run out of if if the power goes out, the power goes out, and they'll turn it back on real quick because we've got thousands of people living right around us in the neighborhood, including an apartment complex across the street that must be at least 200 units. Well, and that's and of course, Roger, it goes without saying, you live in civilization. That's true. Uh, we have out. The thing is, we have outages here that last days, sometimes a week, sometimes well, two. In Northern California, we've been without power for 10, 10 12 days at a stretch uh, in the winter. And that's why I had a generator that I could plug my refrigeration units into every so often and get them cold again. I mean, the good thing about the heat exchange method where you, you, I mean, you are creating an efficiency because if you have an AC, you would be pumping that hot, that heatness, I mean, the heat of your house outside into the air or it's just being wasted, but here at least you're using it to heat water somewhat. Well, the cooling you get from that hot water heater isn't very much. Um, it, it's, I mean, you put your hand over it. Yeah, I can feel it's a little bit cooler than the ambient air temperature, but not drastically. But the factor is that, that you get here is that it's much more efficient to use a refrigerant. I would say Freon, but not sure what it is. Uh, the refrigerant to transfer the heat rather than using the electricity through resistance heating to generate the heat. Um, and that's where this efficiency comes to, that it's 70, up to, you know, it's about 70% more efficient in the use of the electricity in doing the heat exchange rather than just using the electricity for the heat. Because basically all the, all the electricity is doing is running a pump, and it's a pump compressor kind of number to uh, change the phase of the refrigerant from the, the liquid, from the gas back to a liquid. And that's without getting into the whole detail about how refrigeration works. Interesting. The, thing, the things that I never expect to be talking about on this program that find their way into the conversation, that's really informative. And if I need, if, 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 if I need to hear about it, odds are somebody, does, somebody else does too. Uh, Brendan just wrote in. And said, girl, girl, girl. Okay, I don't think you're going to be charged with gimmick infringement there. Um, you just have too much heart to realize that the hate that the orange fecal stain speaks to is the kind that fills that dark, empty hole in so many of our fellow Americans who are knuckle-draggers that hole that love fills in most humans. That must be a horrible vacuum, Brendan. Uh, because it's so consumptive, it's so it's 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 so destructive. But thank you, Brendan. Brendan noting peace, lady. Thank you. Uh, and uh, John points out, I save money on hot water by turning the internal thermostat down on my electric heater. It saves because overnight there's less heat loss to the basement. Also, the tanks last longer. It's a simple slotted screw adjustment. 
you know, we've got it down about as, you know, if, we, if I take it down any further, it won't be hot water anymore. Um, so there's that. Hey, Jeremy, thank you. Uh, Jeremy just jumped in. Thank you very kindly. Even though this is a fundraising free Friday on the front porch, thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Anybody we haven't heard from? One last suggestion. Yes. Water heater time clock. Oh, put it so it'll turn on and off on a regular. Or on a, on a schedule? When you want it to turn off. Yeah. Intermatic makes one. I do that, but I just Fairly do it with cheap. the with the jump with the fuses with the No, we do we do the same thing. At the end of the at the end of the day we turn the water heater all the way off. And turn it on when we get up in the morning and start using hot water morning. again. This way you can turn it off whenever you want. And then turn it on just before you're going to use the hot water heater and turn it off. It's like give you an hour of the day that it's on. You know you're going to take a shower. I just get on my phone and click a few buttons and the temperature goes down. Oh, because you've got a smart house, right? Smart water heater. <laughs> well, you're going to love it when Pootie decides to hack that, Jeremy. Please turn on the hot water. I cannot do that, Jeremy. Not connected to Siri. turning on and off lights. Oh, I cannot abide a well a well lit empty room. Just makes me apoplectic. Okay. Anybody? Uh, any anybody? Anybody got anything? That, and by the way, if you can't get into the Skype group, the uh, stress line is there for you. And you can always use that eight four four eight four three four six seven six eight four four the horn t h e h o r n. Uh, not y e horn because we're not that kind of. No, the horn. Don't confuse matters, Robin. Well, Donald announced yesterday, I think it was, at one of his rallies, that he was seriously considering blah, blah, blah. And then some other news today I got that next Friday is going to be his uh, date. I'm wondering if his uh, desire to announce is thinking that if he's an announced candidate, it might give him a little bit more immunity from being charged and at the risk of not having the Republican National Committee continue to pay his bills would be offset because Biden at all would not dare to charge an announced candidate. You know, he prob that probably is part of the calculation. And, it, and the other thing I wondered about, Roger, is has he reached some sort of deal with the RNC for them to keep paying his legal bills even after he becomes a primary contestant. 
Well, that's a possibility. But my thing, if Merrick Garland doesn't chooses not to charge him because he's a candidate, then we've really got a dumb attorney general. Now, on uh, one of the things I was listening to on a panel of experts uh, was suggesting that very shortly after the election is when they expected to start seeing a flurry of paperwork fall down around his head. And the, the political decision was made to wait till after the election because they didn't want to do anything that would more fully energize his base to get out and vote. And that made a little bit of sense to me, but and I'm, I don't have any uh, pipeline into the Department of Justice for any inside information, but it would seem to me that that may have been a political calculation was, yeah, let's wait till the, the election's over and then we'll shower him with paperwork. I guess there's no good time to do it, is there? Well, the good time to do it would have been January 7th, but that date's long gone. True enough. Uh, I just saw another... Uh, I just. Uh, um, uh, speaking of uh, well, Amy, uh, well, the handmaid. We don't say her name. The handmaid has rejected another student loan forgiveness challenge. That's uh, that's twice now she's done it. She, I think, it, 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 I don't know if it's the same. Uh, If it's the same outfit that uh, she rejected previously, um, the Pacific Legal Foundation uh, arguing that the student loan forgiveness program is illegal from stem to stern, Caleb Kruckenberg, a pettifogger for the Pacific Legal Foundation, said, we're disappointed by today's denial, but we'll continue to fight this program in court. Uh, she denied their application for emergency relief uh, without comment. Um, it's not the same group. The other group was a taxpayer group in Wisconsin. But, of course, one of the cases has been allowed to go through. I think b -b 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 Brat Kavanaugh. Uh, let that one uh, let that one through the cracks. The guy and, that got his house paid for and nobody knows who paid for it. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, the guy who was a deke at Yale, just like Bush. Come on. Just like Ron Monkey up DeClantis. I don't need to be mean with the guy. He's just sentimental. He loves squee and school and all those other jerks. Yeah, I know. Uh, Queef and his buddies, Queef and Booth. <laughs> just, just with a name like that, you know he's up to no good.
Okay, one liner of the day, Trevor Noah, talking about Hirsch, said, if, if, if Georgians send Herschel Walker to the Senate, take your child to work day will feel like another insurrection. <laughs> okay, that was quality. Robin, did you catch uh, earlier this week, I think it was maybe Wednesday, it must have been Wednesday, I noticed it, I posted it somewhere, but... Herschel responded to Obama's comments last weekend and said he would put his resume against Obama's any day of the week. What? You heard me. Herschel claimed he would proudly put his resume against Obama's any day of the week because Obama hitched his horse to the wrong wagon. I can't even translate that. Plus, of course, his his resume would include things that are just complete nonsense, like he directed just, NASA and he landed on Mars or something. Just playing football. That's it. Or, as Pastor Bryant put it last week, he's been doing what white men told him to do since he was 16 years old. Now, come on, Herschel's been a been his own boss. He signed paychecks. Obama's never done anything like that. Obama's. Exactly. Oh, and by the way, he's also he's he's also uh, involved in uh, uh, enslavement, in in involuntary servitude. His uh, his his prepared food distribution company relies on prison labor that is, in many instances, absolutely unpaid. So he's been a slave master. Yep. That, that sure as hell beats the law degree and being president of the United States. Well, I mean, it takes a whole lot more brains uh, to run that toss sweep to the left. Oh, why do we bother? Anyhow, <clears throat> orange asshole said something about wanted to release all the January 6 insurrectionists. Has anybody thought about proposing to him that that might be a good deal if all the people that ever since whenever that were engaged in BLM protests uh, or any of the other protests revolving racism, sexism, and all the rest of the bullshit that's gone on in this country, particularly under his four years, will exchange all them for all the January 6th insurrectionists. Interesting. I could see a whole lot of maggots coming unglued on that. I mean, there were all the good people there in Charlotte waving the Nazi flag. Yeah, Charlottesville, you know, Jews will not replace us. But anyhow, if he, if he wants January 6th insurrectionists out of jail, uh, maybe somebody ought to, ought to make that suggestion. And the other one that frosts my ass 
is every time the goddamn media, and I'm talking MSNBC and CNN and that kind of thing, they talk about inflation, they never mention that the rate of inflation in the United States is less than any other industrialized country around the world. And Joe Biden's always being blamed for the high inflation rate, but he's kept it lower here than anywhere else. And the other one I don't like, and I posted it in Facebook the other day, every time the stock market goes up, it's, whoa, look at how great the economy is going. Now, we all know that the stock market's nothing to do with the economy, but increases in the stock market are nothing more than inflation that benefits people who own stocks. And something like 10% of the population own 90% of the stocks, i.e. the rich. So inflation for the rich is good, but inflation for the poor is bad. Now, how come when they start raising interest rates, which increases the cost of houses, increases the cost of cars, increases the amount you pay on your uh, credit card in, in a fashion, and by raising the interest rates, the entire lower 90% of the people in this country are the ones that pay the bill and all it does is increase the stock market, which pays off the rich. So I came up with a plan on how to eliminate inflation caused by the greedy corporations. And that is we create a new uh, tax bracket on the ultra wealthy. You can pick making over $200,000 a year, over $400,000 a year, over a million dollars a year. It really doesn't matter where you put it in. But at that bracket, first off, you pay 15.5% flat tax on all income above, I'm going to use $400,000. And that goes into the Social Security Trust Fund because if you make more than $140,000 a year about, you don't no longer pay Social Security taxes. So over $400,000 a year, that 15.5% is what a self-employed person would pay in Social Security. And then you add on another 10%, just because it's an income tax. And that 10% gets increased by the rate of inflation on the annual basis. And that income is up from any source. I don't care whether it's capital gains, carried forward interest, blah, whatever the whatever it is at, at that $400,000 number, everything gets taxed at 25.5, and that 10% income tax gets increased by the rate of inflation, which would then make it that all these corporations that are funneling all this money in and buying back their stock and all the rest of it would all of a sudden have 25% less, and it would increase. And since the Fed is going for 2% per year, in 50 years, the income tax over $400,000 would be totally confiscatory. Yeah, on purpose. Oh, yeah, on purpose. 
Right, and uh, Matt in San Francisco, going back to Jews will not replace us, Matt said, something tells me the Jewish people aren't interested in moving into your mother's basement. You know, the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Incel Tactical Command Headquarters Executive Staff, etc. Oh, and uh, I have a story here. Uh, Kenda, out in Missouri, hit me to this earlier today. It was week before last when we ran that devastating, absolutely crushing clip of Tiffany Cross just lambasting uh, Megan, of course, Jesus and Santa are white, Kelly. And it was as it was as beautiful a takedown of anybody as I've seen done in ages. I mean, she just absolutely destroyed uh, Megan Kelly. Well, today, MSNBC candor. Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, Roger. You mentioned MSNBC and and and, and how frustrating the multi-millionaire for-profit media can be. Well, uh, this is a bit, yeah. So they brought Tiffany Cross on because she's got uh, she she she's got qualifications and credentials for days, and they brought her on specifically to appeal to uh, African Americans and particularly African American women who absolutely loved that that takedown from a couple of weeks ago, and now they're ditching her because. She's being mean to the she's being mean to the right wing white ladies. Uh, the story I'm looking at here from uh, Variety says that uh, there has been speculation that Cross's relationship with MSNBC was becoming frayed, according to two of these people, with executives at the network growing concerned about the anchor's willingness to address statements made by cable news hosts on other networks and indulging in commentary, executives did not, felt did not meet the standards of MSNBC or NBC News. Yeah, because you can't clap back at a racist like Megyn Kelly. Yeah, uh, Ralph said, no, they fired Tiffany. Yes, they did. And... She was, uh, well, as far as I was concerned, she was the best part of their 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 Saturday lineup. Uh, and by the way, Lady B, uh, addressing something you said, Roger said, "Got to correct you on that, Roger." Stephanie Rule uh, said that last night that U.S. inflation is lower than the world's. All over, inflation is bad because of COVID and worker shortages. Joe Biden isn't president of the world. I know Stephanie built her reputation praising Wall Street, but I like her show. Well, she's personable. She's she's she comes across like a you know New Jersey suburban mom, which I guess she is. But you know look, the the entire uh, inflation, gas prices, bruga 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 thing. Is there? I mean. Uh, when you look at the poll numbers coming up for Tuesday, are there really people, I mean, you know, really soft, squishy, splashy-brained, 
thin gray settling and that you'd have to be who <coughs> excuse me who somehow think that electing Republicans is going to make their lives better? When has that ever happened? Ever? Do we have any examples? Lives didn't get better under W. Sure didn't get better under uh, uh, old 666 himself, Ronald Wilson Reagan and Pappy Bush. The inflation that proved to be the undoing of Jimmy Carter really got its legs under it under Richard Milhouse Pinhead Nixon and Jerry Ford with his whip inflation now buttons. Are we... And I guess this is no way to appeal to a voter, but it's like, are we really that stupid? And that's not a rhetorical question. Anybody? Bueller? Hey, I see Jack in Shreveport has uh, entered the conversation. How are you, Jack? Oh, uh, hey. I I just... uh, The thing about Tiffany Cross, I... I hadn't heard of, I hadn't seen it. Um, so when you mentioned it, that was the first thing, uh, first time I'd heard of it. And uh, I, you know, I Googled some news or Yahoo or whatever. It, it's, uh, you know, you see the ones come up from New York Post or from uh, Fox or, you know, various other things. And, and the, uh, the um, headline or titles of the articles are, you know, like, uh, you know, quite different, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, whoops, you know, New York Post controversial anchor. Of course, yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't ever find her you know i i had no idea there was any problem at all you know um and then uh let's see um now okay then god damn it i'm trying to just uh let's see here and then uh let's see up updated like 3 30 today Megan Kelly blasts Tiffany Cross. I'm just, uh, yeah, Clarence in, uh, oh. Clarence in South Carolina just sent that along to me, the very same thing. Yeah, uh, well, Megan's right. taking a victory lap. Most racist person in all of television. You know, it's always a hyperbolic, you know, uh, it, it, you know, it, Trump, you know, oh, they, you know, were meanest to me than anybody else on the, you know, ever in the universe, you know, I mean, it's always, uh, um, you know, and I, I, you know, and you see, you know, I see usually Joy Reid, you know, on the, you know, right maggots and right wing, you know, just 
there'll be some, you know, just long, long list, just bashing Joy Reid about, you know, calling her racist, you know, and when it's, she didn't do anything but just state, state some, you know, state a fact or something. Well, you know, you know what tells you anything you could possibly want to know about this whole thing? Uh, Megyn Kelly did her gloating in a conversation with Dana Lush. Oh, God. Who used to work for the National Ruble Association until their TV network went up. You know, she worked alongside um, Coleon Noir. Who? Oh, yeah, I barely remember that name. Is she the Super Beats chick or... Uh... No, that's somebody else. Again. No, no. Um, Dana Lush is just a right-wing gun humper. Yeah. Yeah, I think I she was on the um, AM radio sometimes, I think, late. It... Well, but, it, you know, the, the whole thing, Jack, the idea that this dumbass white lady would say that a, that a black woman was racist. Right just demonstrates her profound stupidity yeah um people of color can be bigoted people of color can be bre- it can be can be uh, uh, prejudiced but the one thing they cannot be is racist because to be a racist you have to be a participant in a dominant racist system and by definition no person of color can you see what i'm saying um you're getting well. You're getting into uh, word knowing. <laughs> um, you're getting into more. Well, if Tracy was with us, Tracy could probably yeah. explain that better than me. Because she's she's more immersed. Is she guest user or something? Or? No, no, I don't think no. If Tracy was in there, she'd be in there as herself. I don't see her. Um, yeah, I, I've been uh, I tried to pull up my dictionary and wanted to download something. Man, I've been uh, I'm uh, I'm running Mac OS. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Mojave, and um, they just announced. Uh, Mac OS Ventura, and uh, it won't run on my laptop. I'd like, or my laptop. Oh, my laptop. my uh, my MacBook Pro is so old. Um, God, I, I I can't remember the last OS that would actually run on it. <laughs> well, my my real old one is a Snow Leopard, um, but but I'm actually two two or three OS is behind, so I should be able to, I think it's Monterey. Um, I can update to Monterey, but my, I've got that, uh, let's see, it's like a one terabyte um, solid state drive in the, in the laptop. And I've got like, you know, I was down to like, I don't know, 50 gigabytes left, um, you know, and I'm having to, um, you know, and plus I want to, you know, update my OS. So I'm trying to do all these, you know, installer downloads and 
I got a, I've got like only one backup, um, you know, and I, I want to make like more than one backup in case, you know, cause I've never tested the time machine backup. So it's just, you know, things are just getting like, um, I had to get it. Well, I had to get a new uh, cable modem. I just got a new router because my I had an old um, Apple router, <laughs> and they don't even make them anymore. You know, so it's I'm just getting to that point. Um, you know, you know where things are like all, you know, coming due at once. <laughs> but um, anyway, that that. I got some strange error as I was trying to look up the racism, but, um, oh, and here, let's see, we got, uh, you know, Kennedy, uh, Senator, you know, dumbass, uh, he's been, Oh, Senator, Senator Jubilation T. Cornpone. Yes. Your Senator. Yeah. Yeah. He's been running ads saying he led the effort to cap, like insulin prices or, and, you know, like let, you know, was, you know, reducing the prices of prescription drugs. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Your whole party has done everything they can to, to, to block, you know, all of that shit, you know, it's almost, it's almost as if they were huge liars, huh? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, you know, I I don't know if he's, um, you know, got some fine little point, you know, like one time he, you know, might have, you know, voted for something knowing it was going to fail or something. I, who knows, you know, but, um, but, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, one of those little, you know, uh, slippery, you know, little truths or whether it's just total total fabrication you know but um anyway i'm I'm in the midst of uh trying to figure out uh my uh voting uh uh my ballot our our mayor is a big uh deal here um this year uh that that's a, a big uh like contest, I guess. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of constitutional amendments, you know. And I'm going to have to look those up and see, you know, what what they're really for, you know. I just vote on the election day because I can walk there from my house. And if, you know, it's like a drive to go and to the early voting places. So I'm going Tuesday. Well, we're being, uh, we are being asked to vote on four constitutional amendments here, all four of which, well, all, all four of which are stupid mistakes. So, and, and the fact that they're running ads for constitutional amendments tells you how awful they are. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen any of those yet. Um, and I do uh, 
I do watch, you know, some local news and, you know, see local ads. I, it just like after, uh, one of the, let's see, what is it, like James Corden, uh, I like that late show. They run, uh, the, I think it's the 10 o'clock or the five o'clock news, local news again. So I can catch it there and see what, you know, stupidity is, uh, going on. Uh, it's usually high school football, you know, mostly and weather. But uh, we're we're getting crap. We're supposed to get a a storm here, you know, sometime tonight. Yeah, I noticed there's actually a couple of hurricanes tracking uh, tracking out in the out in the Atlantic. One may shoot right across the Gulf and head for like, you know, Honduras. Hmm. Yeah, I I guess um. Yeah, man, I've been, like, I've seen uh, um, a lot of people talk on Twitter talking about how they never see who they, you know, they're, the people they really wanted to follow or, or, or people they followed earlier on. And, uh, like, uh, you know, I, I haven't been, occasionally I'll get some weather popping up, you know, but um, like my, you know, local weather doesn't pop up much. Um, but like, um, you know, I'm not getting hardly any of my, you know, uh, uh, real thought, you know, people I followed people, you know, individual people that I was following, uh, early on. And a lot of other people have, have mentioned that too. And uh, I get a lot of, um, uh, oh, it's like, you might like this based on what you liked before, you know, or some, it, a lot of suggestions and then uh, um, a lot of, you know, uh, new, you know, a lot of news articles and stuff, retweets of news articles, but not a lot of, um, and, and, and people that I, you know, obviously that I follow, but they're not uh, my core, you know, people. Um, so, um, you know, people have been wondering if it's like, uh, you know, are they purposely like separating, you know, uh, people or, or, you know, diverting them or uh, is there something, you know, funny business? And that was before. Um, Musk, God knows what he's gonna do. Well, I got a story here, and it's it's one of those journalism moments that I'm so not fond of. Um, pretty scintillating headline uh, coming out of a news outlet in uh, northern West Virginia. Uh, a West Virginia woman by the name of Court, Courtney Sedler, S-E-D-L-E-R, she's 30, she's from Clarksburg, uh, she's been indicted on three counts of influencing a federal officer by threat. Uh, she apparently is alleged to have committed the crimes in February, March, and October of 2022. And 
as the news story says, according to a press release from the U.S. Attorney's Office, Northern District of West Virginia. The funny thing is it talks about the penalties she may face if she's convicted, and it talks about, you know, who's prosecuting the case. I had no idea that Veterans Affairs Police was even a thing. Uh, but there's nothing in there about what she has allegedly done. Basically, they just reprinted the press release from the Northern District of West Virginia, and no intrepid, ink-stained wretch was sent out there to find out what it is that, that, that they think she did. Oh, man. And I'd kind of like to know if she did some stupid maggot thing. It kind of sounds like it. Well, doesn't it? Or is that just confirmation bias on our part? It could be. But what was, who, uh, who published it again? Uh, well, the, the story originally uh, came from uh, uh, News Channel 12 Action Team News Coverage Live Eyewitness WBOY in Clarksburg. But if you compare it side-by-side with the press release from the Northern District of West Virginia, they just republished the press release and put their own own byline on it, which is the laziest, just, well, almost the laziest form of journalism. Uh, I don't don't know. Our our local stations around here just... uh, incredibly or, or at least the one I end up on uh, a lot um, especially late at night um, there uh, you know the, what I see on the TV as well as their website uh, you know which is stuff like you you just said you know but uh, they'll it's like um, you know there's one guy in there doing something live and he's got like a remote control in his, you know, hand, you know, off screen, and he's, like, thing. Uh, I mean, just, just unpolished and, and unproduced and, 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 and just basic information, just, uh, missing you know just totally lame uh so so that sounds like you know it's it's par for the course for like local you know news fair well i've got another one jack you might enjoy this one kind of wonder how these folks vote you remember uh, i don't know if you're listening but uh the story from couple of weeks back about the uh, Republican candidate in Arizona who was caught rubbing one out in front of a playground full of kindergartners? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, uh, this story comes out of Jackson County, Ohio. Um, see if I can find some... No, I don't see any immediate data on how they vote. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, Very Republican county. Uh, In the presidential election of 2020, they went 76.36% for uh, 
Dimwit Domitian to 22.36% for um, Joe Biden. And so maybe we make some guesses about Austin Nelson and Alexis Nelson. Now, they're 25 and 24 years of age, respectively. So maybe they don't even vote at all. Regardless, um, they were caught doing the nasty on a swing set on an elementary school playground with three children nearby and a whole bunch more kids in the school. This wasn't at midnight or something. No, this is during school day. Oh, man. Uh, the elementary school provided deputies with video footage of the couple appearing to engage in the sexual activity in the presence of their three children and with the potential of being seen by more than 100 grade school children, the news release from the Sheriff's Department said. And uh, Austin Nelson was also charged with persistent disorderly conduct after he became argumentative with deputies when they questioned him about the incident. And it was their own three children. Yes, yes. Wow. Well, um, at least there, you know, wasn't a loose uh, uh, gun, you know, with one in the chamber. No, yeah, at least it's not one of those the gun just went off stories. But, you know, when sex on elementary school playgrounds is, uh, is, is outlawed, only outlaws will have sex on elementary school playgrounds. Something like that. Oh, Jesus. Any, any, uh, you know. I really think I know how they would vote if they bothered to vote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Were they, uh, you know, uh, doing a little, uh, smoking a little weed or anything at all? Any- yeah, we're back to the Steely Dan lyrics now. I was smoking with the boys upstairs when I heard about the whole affair. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, from ABC Eight in Charleston, Huntington, because this is, well, it's down in it's down in southern Ohio. Jackson County is Jackson is the seat is the county seat, and it is red, 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 red. A witness told investigators that she noticed a couple on a swing while she was leaving the school and stated that they began zipping up their pants when they were spotted. Hmm. But <sighs> somebody managed to catch it on camera? Apparently so. Hmm. <laughs> As the saying goes, that just beats cats fucking. Well, it really does in this case, doesn't it? Um, meanwhile, going back to the Tiffany Cross story, uh, Lady B is a, is, is a might irate, or a might rot. Why the fuck is MSNBC caping for Megyn Kelly? Is she sucking one of the higher ups? Is she sucking one of the higher ups' dicks? What do you mean Tiffany Cross was mean to Megyn Kelly? That bitch is one of the folks who got us into this mess. This shit reminds me of all the goddamn Karens I've worked with my entire life. If a black woman even looks at them funny, we get in trouble. I'm so sick of this shit. I love MSNBC, but I swear to God, they're going to end up appeasing people just like CNN, and I don't watch fucking CNN. 
I, I get, well, I don't know if you're aware of this, Lady B, but, eh, they brought a new suit in at MSNBC to make MSNBC more foxy and not in a good way. Not as in foxy. No. More like Fox News TV Radio Rwanda. And apparently this is the, uh, this is the outgrowth of that. When, when did they bring in? Uh, I can't. I'm not. Like, within the last year. Oh, okay. And probably within the last six months. Keith Olbermann's back on a podcast. And he was telling a story that back in his second run with MSNBC, in his contract, he specifically said he never would mention Merrick Levin. I guess at some point they thought they were going to bring him into MSNBC. And he walked in the news studio and found out that night they were going to play a video file of Mark Levin on his show. And he said, absolutely not. This is my contract. We cannot do this. So I called his agents and I have to walk out, don't I? And she said, absolutely. He left because they violated his contract. <laughs> Mark Levin. Oh, my God. F. Mark Levin, the man with a voice made for print. And to top that off, last week there was a story. Which <laughs> was Tracy? Never mind. To top that off, there was a story last week that came out in the public news waves that they think they found the actual grave of Saint Nick, the guy who, of course, Saint. Uh, Santa Claus. Yeah, uh, Saint Saint yeah, Nicholas, the 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 guy in Asia Minor. Right, and the graphic they put up and the painted picture of him. Guess what? He was not white, not even close to white. Oh no, nobody was ever under that impression. <laughs> well, you mentioned Megan Kelly. Now, right, 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 yeah, but don't, yeah, don't tell Megan Kelly. Right. Jesus. Been kind of a low-key front porch this evening, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, just yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the energy is. Maybe people are just not so much worn out from the week, but maybe, well, like Stephen New York was saying earlier this evening, just over overwhelmed with the with the with the onslaught. Yeah, I think that's you know people are getting exhausted, and uh, I, I'm just kind of. Um, John's here. Um. Well. Hey. John. What are y'all doing in here? John Pritavo, how are you? I'm doing fine, Robin. How about you? Made it to Friday, you know? And and, yeah, and, and, and you want to hear some fantastic news? Huh. We're having a Friday on the Front Porch fundraising free program. I saw that. Isn't that awesome? Did you hit the lotto? Did you win the lotto, Robin? No, no, I wish I had. I, I don't know if I'd, well, yeah, I'd still be on air, but I'd be planning a really big trip. 
I'd still be on the air, but I'd be giggling a lot. There would be giggling. There would be giggling. Oh, shit. Well, what do we got? Just a few days left, baby. Yeah, I know, and I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you checked in because I wanted to ask you, you know, how what things are looking like there. I'm feeling good. I'm still I've still got I've I've got a list. I need Beto. Checking it twice. Yes, I need Beto, and and I need I need Ken Paxton to get out of the attorney general's office so he can finally have his felony trial. I'm telling you, after what you know, I I had a rant. I did my rant earlier. Beer's Bud Friday, baby. And uh, you know it. I had a rant in my head, and then it was all fucking ruined by Marjorie Taylor Greene. So that rant went out of my head because I got this thing going loop in my head about what she said, and it just pissed me off. Did you hear what Marjorie Taylor Greene said last night up in Sioux City? You which part? Sioux City, Iowa, right? Iowa. Oh, man. Well, see there, I just see. Beer and Bud Friday, I can chalk it up to that. I think I said Sioux City, South Dakota. I think I did. Well, now that's a nice time to think. Iowa, about it. South Dakota, 220, uh, 225, whatever it takes. The other side of San Antonio is all I know. So, but uh, no, she gave a little speech up there last night, and one of the little things she said, and it just stuck in my head, that if the Republicans regain Congress, Take the House and Senate and all that stuff, and here we go. We got Congress. They are going to cut off all aid to Ukraine. Yeah, I did catch that. Uh, Putin's useful idiot. I'm telling you. So I I, I really kind of came out with my rant about plea, and I called him out. My neighbors and all you other Trumpers out there, quit waving your fucking flag out there. It doesn't mean shit to me. doesn't mean you're a patriot. You're willing to throw democracy and everything that means right out the fucking window if you get Donnie back. Get Donnie back, guess what? Ukraine goes down the toilet. You know, Putin takes over. Whose who's dick are you trying to suck here? You know? It just pisses me off. Uh, because, you know, we get I get a lot of that. You know, drive by my fucking house with their flag waving in the back of the truck. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this, John, but... Uh... There, 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 there seems to be a bit of a falling off in support, and I don't understand that. I don't either. I don't either. You know, we 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 got behind them. They were attacked, un, you know, unprovoked attack by Russia, and, and 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 we step up and we get involved. And what what are we going to do? We're going to back up and just go. Oh, well, you know, we thought about it. And, uh, yeah, you're costing us too much money, and democracy ain't worth that much. So you know, adios. Is that the fucking deal? I'd like to know. I'd like to know what what the leaders in our in our in our country think of, of the not not the fucking price of gas or donuts. What do you think about the democracy that we're supposed to hold dear? That I as all my life since I was a child was led to believe that it was a patriotic thing to support it. You know, voting and and democracy and the way we run our country. And to the Republicans, well, not so much anymore. Yeah, that vote and stuff, it's kind of going out the way. You know, we don't really need you, vote. We're going to make up your mind for you. Don't worry. Things will be fine. Drink your vodka, you know, comrade. Things will be great. The vodage. John, you yeah. know, you know, John, voting is so 20th century, you know. Is that Tracy? Uh, That's Tracy. Yeah. Hey, baby. How are you? How are you? Um, How are you? Hanging in there, baby, every day. Yeah, I just... Um, I have some news. Um, 
my stepsister, um, oh God, she's been battling addiction literally since the 70s. And she's been unhoused for decades, you know, living on Skid Row, off and on the streets, off and on for the last, I would say, 30 years. Well, my nephew just found out that um, she died. Oh, Lord. And oh, no. it's been in the in the morgue here in L.A. County since October the 20th. Oh, Lord. Because she had no ID. So they had to, um, you know, identify her with her fingerprints. And they were, uh, you know, and so then they were able to contact my nephew, who at the time was dealing with some horrific bullshit on his own at the you know, Van Nuys Courthouse. We were dealing with one thing. Is this the nephew I know about? Yes. And, okay, um, just for clarity's sake. Hi, Clarity. The, 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 all, all the bullshit that he's been going through, he's been doing so well. And, you know, Gordon, you know, got a good job and reporting. And so, so yesterday the DA's like, well, we'll, you know, reduce your charges and blah, blah, blah. But you got to come up with $2,000 today, yesterday. And we're like, uh, who's going to have to, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, running around trying to get that taken care of. And while he's in court, I mean, and so he comes out of court, they said they would hold it over for later on yesterday. Kind of got that. They said, well, we'll give you until December the 12th. And then the coroner calls to tell him that his mom is dead Dude. while he's still at the courthouse. And so Boy, then he calls me. And so, and he's a wreck. Fortunately, he was at the Van Nuys Courthouse, which is a few not far from me. So I, I had Jan drive me up to the courthouse so I can drive him back to my house. And um, it's just been so now um, I just talked to the coroner earlier today. Um, and so her body would be able to be released tomorrow. Um, but they'll hold it for 10 days after that. So, we're, like I said, we're going to have her cremated. Um, I just have to, you know, make those arrangements. And we're, instead of having a service at a chapel and all that, we're just going to have a celebration of life service ceremony at my, in, the back, in my backyard. Because I'm like, we're not spending thousands of dollars for uh, a funeral. But that's how, that's how they get you. You know, um, so it's just been a lot, you know, and I, my sister lived a hard, technically she's my stepsister, but she's lived a hard life. And I'm thankful that she's finally at peace. Now, my only thing is now is I have to, you know, figure out a way because he wants to say, you know, before she's cremated, he wants to say goodbye to his mom. You know, so I got to figure out how to do that. And it's it's just been a lot, and I'm exhausted. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it sounds I'm, terrible. I'm just, I'm just running on pure adrenaline right now. Um, I, you know, I had hit. You know, I talked helped because he could. He was inconsolable. Um, so I talked to his boss for him. I talked to his public defender for him. And I, you know, because I said, can you please talk to the judge about this two thousand dollars? Because now we got to pay for a funeral, and all these other things. 
and what they're taking him through to the DA's office, the ADA is being a dick. And I think a lot of it is retaliation because, you know, they don't like Gascon. So whenever a DA could be a hard ass, that's what they're doing now. Um, so it's just, I mean, like right now, because he's on pro, kind of on probation or supervised release or whatever, you know that they charge him like $300 a month to the county to pay for him being out with a, to pay for it because he has an ankle monitor so they pay three has to pay three hundred dollars a month so he don't has to go, he doesn't have to go to jail so he can you know, this this this, this, this huh say that again i'm sorry it, it's always a racket <laughs> it is a racket yeah it is a racket you know, because it's like, the, you know, you think about, like, when I had another, my, one of my other cousins when he was in jail, in the county jail, and now, you know, they cut the commissary services, and, you know, it used to be you just put money straight on people's books, right? But now they, but the money, how much they charge for, quote, unquote, you know, because they charge you for everything now. They charge them for the toilet paper. It's, and these people, and these, this is the county jail. These aren't even privatized jails. You know, um, private jails. These, this is L.A. County, and you know the fact how much they charge, and they charged it, the money that they charged for them to make phone calls. It is ridiculous. These people, people are making millions of dollars on the backs of inmates, not including the ones that you know these um, for p prison labor, like for example. Um, the fire, the people, the inmates that fight wildfires here in California. But, and, you know, they get this training, they risk their lives. But if they get killed, there's no recompense for their um, recourse or what have you for their families. They don't get, you know, uh, any kind of benefits or anything if, that, if they're killed while they're fighting a fire. Uh, and then on top of that, once they get out of jail, they're not even able, you know, they have this training. But they're not even eligible to apply for the fire department because felony. Yeah. That part. We we got some so, kind of a, a just uh, just real quick. We got a constitutional amendment on the ballot that says provides provides relative to the prohibition of involuntary servitude and administration of criminal justice and it says do you support an amendment to prohibit the use of involuntary servitude except as it applies to the otherwise lawful administration of criminal justice so i don't know what right. the hell, i don't know what they're talking about because it seems like that's i mean that's the one you got to worry about, right? <laughs> it's the criminal. Right. Thing. You know. Yeah, because what is in the line of performing the act of criminal justice? Who decides what that is? Yeah, I mean, I'll have to you get know, the. You know, I mean, that's. If you're talking, if you're talking about the one in Oregon, um, the one in Oregon does not prevent a incarceration facility from asking people to work. It's that they cannot be forced to work. So it won't shut down the Prison Blues factory 
or anything of that sort, but it does shut down the get out of your cell and go break rocks. And by the way, you ain't getting paid shit. Um, the, this whole prison labor number is a relic of reconstruction and, and Jim Crow crap out of the civil war. And it was simply a way to gather up blacks and then rent them out to the plantations where they used to be slaves for, and to be a slave again. And involuntary servitude in the prison um, situation is nothing more than another way of saying slavery. So I voted yes on the one here in Oregon, but it does not exclude work like a prison farm where they get paid and then provide food for the jail and that kind of thing. So opportunities to work are not being removed. <laughs> it's just the involuntary servitude slavery side of it that's being removed. But well, this this is in Louisiana, but yeah, I, I'm going to have to research it more. This is it's still, um, you know, like I said here in California, just the fact that um, you know these men risk their lives, and I think there's some women doing it as well. But uh, they die, you know, while doing this. It's like it's like whatever. Yeah, you know? Well, it's, we got it's, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I've heard I'm just, about. I'm just really tired. Yeah. Of this. Yeah. You know, so that's. that's how's the rest, of, Tracy? How's the rest of the family? I mean, is is everybody coming together to deal with this intolerable situation? Yes, and so what's happening because of um, hold on one second, um, hold on. Because because of um, that's because of when she died, and you know this being November, and we're only a couple of weeks out from Thanksgiving, so um, we're going to do her the, uh, the gathering on the fourth of December. And that also gives people, like my brother, um, my Tyron's actual uncle, my brother, my middle brother, you know, Hotep. <laughs> that, that's another thing. So I was oh, no. on Saturday. <laughs> I was going to have it on Saturday the 3rd, but oh no, that's the Sabbath. <sighs> so now we're having it on Sunday. <laughs> so, because, you know, we can't have anything on the Sabbath, even though, you know, so we're going to have it on Sunday, December the 4th. Wait, did, 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 does Jan get, I mean, does Jan get a vote in this? I mean, she's kind of an original oh, member of the bunch. Me. Trust me, I asked before I even made this decision. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm a lot of things. Crazy ain't one of them. Okay? Nor stupid. I had to get the Oompa Loompa. You know, but she likes Tyron. You know, there's not many people in my family that she likes. <laughs> and so she likes Tyron. So I called her first because my next call was going to be my auntie niece. And it wouldn't have been a problem for her. Um, so um, 
but this time we're, we're renting a part of party because somebody fucked up my toilet. So that's a whole other thing. But um, no, so and it's not going to be on the as big as my as my graduation party. At the most, maybe forty people. Um, and so uh, and one thing, good thing happened because my sister, she had a daughter before she had Tyron. She has another child who she never raised because when um, uh, Tanya was born, she was a full-on uh, uh, drug addict. So she never even, she gave birth and her father came and got Tanya. So Tanya's never really spent any time with her mother. She doesn't even call her her mother. She calls her Carol. Um, and he, Ty, Tyron and Tanya hadn't seen each other in years. They've talked, you know, text on the phone and stuff like that. But even she came out to my house last night to spend time with Because I called her and I said, look, niece, because, you know, she's been having issues for a long time. She says she's going to come around. She, nobody has seen her in years, even her brother. And so I got on the phone with her. I said, look, I know you have, you know, you have under no obligations to care about what's happening you know, what happened to your mom and stuff like that. And she corrected me, you mean Carol? I'm like, oh, wow, damn, okay. I said, but this isn't about her. This is about your brother. And your brother needs you. So she came over to my house yesterday. I made uh, a big pot of chili, and they stayed out in the back. They lit the fire pit and just drank and smoked and hung out. And I just stayed in the house because... The level of marijuana smoking that was going on in my backyard, I would have gotten a contact. Problem. Would have ruined your next 15 P tests. That part. We would, I would have been peeing into the next millennia, and, millennia, and I still wouldn't have gotten all the, all the weed out of my system. Okay? So, um, but no, um, Gan is fine with it. Uh, and so, yeah, so... And like I said, this gives people, you know, like my mom, my brother Solomon that lives in Atlanta, and Marcus, and anybody else who wants to come from the East Coast, um, time to get their tickets, you know, and bereavement stuff. Um, do they still do bereavement fairs? Since, you know, we're talking, um, you know, the airlines, and they don't give a fuck anymore about anybody. So, um, so they're checking out. You know, play fairs and stuff like that. It's just been a lot, but it's you know, it's. I got my my nephew. Just so happens that I found there's this organization called Project Rebuild, and they it's um, through um, this organization called Being for Black Mental Health, where they just started uh, another organization in January of this year. Um, that provides count mental health care for um, black and brown folks who are formerly incarcerated at little or no cost. Um, so I'm going to hook him up with that as well, so we can get some counseling too. And and I'm just you know I'm hoping that because I told him I take care of everything because I don't want him falling apart, going to the streets and doing something stupid, you know. He's come so far. He's got he's got a good job. They like him there. They know about his record and they don't care because he's a damn good worker. So it's just I'm I'm just hoping, I'm praying that he can hold it together. That's why 
along with and, and along with everything else that I'm doing, you know, making sure he's okay. But you know, it's 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 tired. I'm I'm exhausted. I I'm just because I my sister, my stepsister used to when my mom and her her dad were married. She she let's see she was almost ten years older than me, seven years older than me, and she tortured me. There's no there, she would sit on me and tickle me until I cried. Uh, she used to hit me with uh, uh, Hot Wheel tracks. Uh, and, I mean she she was she was a brute, but. It, it didn't help that her father used to say to her, why aren't you as smart as Tracy? Yeah. So I'm like, gee, thanks. Gee, you know, so. And downhill, the shit but, does roll. You know, and so then, you know, and I, I, you know, but it wasn't all her fault. She had mental health issues and then the drug problems. And she never got the love of the love from her dad. It's just, I mean, the fact, the thing is. We thought she would have been dead a long time ago, um, and not to be cruel, but she survived. She she just turned sixty three in August. You know, so it's been a lot. I may have missed it, but did they it, it was did they did they determine the cause of death? Yeah, uh, no, I hadn't said she had a massive heart attack. So what happened? Um, she. Uh, I guess somebody saw her collapse somewhere on Skid Row. They um, they called nine someone called nine one one, and they um, tr- you know they tried they transported her they try to um, they try to revive her, but she you know they intubated her and all that, but it, you know she never regained consciousness. And like I said, since they didn't have it, she didn't have any ID. Like I said, she's been in L.A. County morgue since the twentieth of October. That's just awful. I'm so sorry, and I know the whole family is. I just got a note from Jude, who said, uh, as I'm composing this email, Tracy just called in about a uh, a death in a, fa- in, a, in, a, in a in a in a horn member's family. May the journey for you ease in knowing that the whole family's here, sending a the touch of a compassionate heart. Yet, from a distance, Jude is amazing that way. Thank you. Yes, Jude. she is. Thank you, Jude. Thank you. No, it's like I said. It's it's hard, and I like I said, I was a wreck yesterday. Um, and like I said, dealing with my helping my nephew because he couldn't even drive, and I like I said, and he couldn't talk to us the DA or. Not the DA, because if I had gotten on the phone with the DA, I would have ripped him a new one, and it would. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, but I did talk to his public defender, and I talked to his boss for him, and his probation officer, and all that. And then, like I said, I just kind of just sat. Uh, it, it was just, you know, if, at first I wasn't sad, and then it hit me. You know, aside from everything that she used, how she used to torture me, there were a lot of good times as well, you know, because she'd take me and my brother to the movies and, 
you know, all, she was a she was a big she was a pretty damn good big sister when she when she wanted to be. Um, but like I said, it, her life has just been just a, a a series of just you know I I can't even imagine, and I can't even remember actually I can't even remember the last time I saw her. To tell you the truth, because Janet and I've been together for ten years, and I haven't seen her in at least ten years. But she, but the thing is, her son did, so he knew, you know, um, you know where she, there was a, you know, she had a tent, and everything. He knew where she, typically she was at the same spot. There's even, and I'll sit. There's even somebody, uh, uh, is on YouTube. And so I don't even know how my aunt found it, but there's a video of her. You know, these people video homeless people, you know, and they're doing good and stuff like that. Do good, do good or stuff. And I get—I don't even know how many clicks this person got. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to write to that person and make it in the comments and say, well, I don't know how much money you made off of this video, but my sister died. So I hope that you will make some kind of contribution to her funeral fund. But anyway... So he goes up to my sister and says, you know, and my sister had a dog because, you know, a lot of, you know, unhoused, they have, you know, pets. And so he's like, what would make you happy? And she's like, you know, um, about, she said, you know, take something from my dog and all this. So the next day or the day, same day he comes back, he brought her some shoes, um, a blanket and a, like a bed or something for her dog and all that sort of stuff. And that's so basically, that was the last time I saw my sister. But, it, you know, on a, on a, some, it was just some random thing. And so, yeah. So, as a matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can find that video and look that up and say, you know, hi, you know, tell them, by the way, if you want to do something good, help her son. And so, as a matter of fact, Tyron is going downtown to where, um, um, she was staying and at least see if she, he could find any of her possessions um, in the tent that she lived in. I just, I'm saddened, but I'm really pissed off because if my sister had was able to get the, the, the help that she needed years ago, instead of being thrown in jail and stuff because of crack cocaine, you know, like the white people who have opiate, you know, addictions get. And maybe she wouldn't, you know, she would have been able to get the, the counseling and help that she needed. But because she's a black woman with a drug addiction, she was thrown to the wolves. And now they've been living on a tent, in a tent on the streets of Skid Row. And I'm really close to calling Kelvin DeLeon and say, well, you know what? That, she was one of your constituents. That's his oh, damn, girl. Is in his, yes. What? Damn what? What? Because <laughs> I'm like, my sister was one of your constituents. So I need for you to step up. You, you, you want to you make amends and all these sort of things. And so let's see what you do. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of the talk. I'm tired of the you know, the 
you know, I'm just going to do what, what as little as possible, if anything. But I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, the thing is, I'm glad that she's finally at peace. That she doesn't have to worry about this anymore. She doesn't have to worry about who's going to be the next mayor of L.A. or who's going to be, you know, if the if the Democrats can hold on to the House. Uh, she doesn't worry about Nitwit Nero trying to run again in 2024. She doesn't have to worry about any of that, you know. She's at peace, and that for that, I'm grateful. I am grateful, and the fact that it's bringing my family together, you know. You got a lot on your plate, baby. Yes. Don't, don't forget to take. It? Don't forget to take a little time for yourself. And that's what I did today. Um, I contacted my professor, and I said, "I need, I need a break. I, I, I can't. I, I haven't been trying. I've been." working on the same two sentences since yesterday and I can't get past that. And so I said I needed to not, I needed some time just to kind of just be. You know, I am working today, um, but for you know, for as long as I can because I can't if I sit at home I I just start crying. So um I'm just gonna, you know, just like you said, you know, that's what my because I called my therapist yesterday. It just so happens that she was the counselor on call yesterday. And she even talked to my nephew. Um, so I have I have I have a huge support system between, you know, my friends, but especially you guys. Um, that, you know, I know I got you guys got my back. So I'm just We do that. You know, and I'm so happy, Robin, that did I hear correctly that this is a fundraising free Friday? Yes, it is. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we had a little we had a little uh, we had a little miracle yesterday. Yesterday. Uh-huh. And that and, and uh, a couple a couple of challenges and people responding to them made it possible to uh, just breathe and do a program today. It was wonderful. Jude did just jump in. She said a few weeks back when the funds to support the horn held you in consuming suspense, I emailed your way that the universe will provide freely the necessary funds needed. There are countless others that hold this as a truism and let go of any limitations, and here you are today. Ah, bless the Beatles in their mantra of let it be. Donating today yes. in gratitude for those who walk this path. Thank you, Jude. Thank you. So and and it could not happen at a better time because you know, just paying a couple of bills. You know, there's more to come. How's the, gra- there, 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 How's the grab, baby? How's the grab? Well, and that's the that's the other that's the other the, the greater far greater reason to celebrate is that um, she had a peaceful uneventful night last night. She's still not great, but she's been active and 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 and. Uh, her mama plays music for her, and she waves her arms and dances, you know, laying there in the crib. And so, and she's, oh, that child does get cranky when she's hungry. And I heard she gets the hangry. Yeah, well, I heard I heard the hangry cry earlier today, and that was the happiest hangry cry I've heard. So she's home because the last. She is home. Yeah, I brought her. Uh, I went over to the hospital and brought mama and daddy and her home yesterday. Okay. 
and we've all kind of been, and, and like I said earlier, and that's been uh, sanitizing and every surface, every countertop, every you know, we're we're back to early pandemic stuff, wiping down groceries when they come in the door, and because you know that our RSV lives for up to eight hours on surfaces. Jesus. And we're masking in the house, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it, it is, it is little. It, it is so little for something, someone. So very, very important. And exactly. just seeing her, and just seeing her little face, just well, save me. Well, I, I am glad to know that because I was, I, I wanted to call you yesterday, but all this hit me, because it, this all hit me, it all started around 11 o'clock yesterday morning, and I've just been kind of just gobsmacked for the last 24 hours. So even You said gobsmacked even as I was thinking the word gobsmacked. <laughs> But as we come toward the as we come toward the end of the program, I thought I would mention. Uh, I think this weekend I am going to do something I haven't done in literally decades, and try to make a big old pot of uh, uh, Northwest Alabama chicken stew. And if it's successful, I will I will teach everybody how to make it because we're coming. If you, if you're anywhere, okay, it doesn't count for you, Tracy, because you don't get cold weather. Uh, it was 40 degrees when I left the house this morning. Oh, poor baby. You know what? Just, you know, just because that's cold. Now, you can't say 40 degrees isn't cold. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't. But how long did that last? All morning. All morning? No, it was 92 in Heavenville. I'd be cold at 40. I'd be freezing at 40. Uh, you, you may go to blazes, John Bridevo. <laughs> you know, or Texas. Know, Wait. It got up to, you know, it got up to about 11 o'clock, it got up to 48. And, like, right now, it's 67, which I know I'm not complaining, but I'm saying it, it, it was, six, it's just, it got up to 60, it's 67 now. But, though, it was until 11 o'clock, it got, you know, almost noon before it warmed up, and I was not happy. But again, so 48, 40, you know, come on, give me a, me a little slap. Okay, okay. Well, maybe that's cold enough to have an, a warm bowl of chicken stew for breakfast. Ooh. Yes, please. Cause we, baby, Rouse had chicken on sale. Buy one, get one free. And that's the family packs. Ooh. So, so your thighs, your, uh, your, your bone and breast assistances. Uh, yeah, for this you want chicken with the bone in, right? And you want the skin too, because you want all that all that beautiful, beautiful flavor. Yeah, so hurry up and give me that recipe because I know what I'm making this week. <laughs> okie doke, okie doke. It's it. Uh, it used to be a thing down there. Every Memorial Day, every Labor Day, and every Fourth of July, every church in the area would have their chicken stew and barbecue sale. Oh wow. To raise and and you know, that's a that's a that's a bunch of God fearing Southern women and men out there cooking, and every every church's recipe was a little bit different. But apparently, it all it all got started with the German Catholic community out in a little place called Saint Florine. It's F L O R I A N, but it's Saint Florine. 
Right. It's Maureen. And the little Ger- and the little German Roman Catholic church out there put on a fundraiser. And they would go through like 800 gallons of chicken stew in a morning and they'd be sold out by they'd be sold out by 9 a.m. No. Yeah. But the saddest thing is I was talking to Miss Terry and she said yeah because we were talking about remembering how you know because you'd pick it did this was non-denominational you did you did not hold the denomination some churches just had better chicken stew and barbecue and it didn't matter if it was the Catholics or the Lutherans or the Whiskey Episcopals or what did and the Whiskey Episcopals? Yes, the Whiskey Episcopals. Okay. Uh, okay. There's a story behind that, I know. <laughs> but, it, well, you know, the Baptists and the Baptists and the Church of Christ it, it talked about not drinking and then did it quietly in their homes. The Whiskey Episcopals didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But but Miss Terry was telling me nobody does it there anymore. The tradition's dead. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, it is. But it you know you start you know <laughs> I, I think I told you this joke. Uh, Bob and Tom, the morning morning the zoo crew comedy radio show. Um, Tom is Armenian. And he used to t- tell this joke about how to make Armenian chicken, and it always started with first steal a chicken. First steal a chicken. <laughs> uh, but it, no, you uh, you want you want all the bones, you want all the skin, you want all everything, and you start and, and you boil it. Um, you can cut it up or not cut it up. I prefer to cut it up just because that that opens up the marrow and everything. Right. Uh, right. You boil it till it's cooked and tender. You take the chicken out and you and you and you uh, cool it until you can stand to shred it, and you just shred it into tiny pieces. And it gets onions and canned tomatoes and potatoes, and uh, some people add canned corn or that uh, veggie, frozen veggie mix with the green beans and stuff in it. Right, and the corn and all that. And then uh, and and then the seasoning. The broth, the broth just gets more and more beautiful. You know, you use a couple of bay leaves while you're boiling your chicken, and uh, you know, salt and pepper. Uh, and then how they spiced it was how the different churches made their and uh, the recipe that I grew up with. Uh, you add a little curry powder. Mm, yes. Because the turmeric and everything brings out that beautiful, and, and so you get this beautiful red golden broth. And uh, you also uh, cook some, like, uh, uh, egg noodle pasta or elbows or whatever you want. You cook them separately. Right. And then you add that into it, and it's just this rich, beautiful, flavorful, meaty uh, stew that happens to be chicken. And the flavor is absolutely to die for. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I mean, that's basically the recipe. Yeah, we actually turned on the heater last night because it dropped down to 30. It was like 40-something and all that, so it was fucking cold. And I know, you know, I don't want I don't want no bullshit eye rolls, none of that other shit. So, you know, don't have me, but no. But, I, you know, I know you got to go, but thank you guys for, you know, listening to me go on and on, and I'm so happy that Lily's feeling better, and I'm so happy 
that you have a fundraising free uh, Friday today and all that good stuff. So with that said, I'm going to bounce. I love you guys. And take I can't care wait yourself, to, baby. I will, Tracy, take and, care, dear. Um, I will. I'm just going to mute myself so I can hear the rest of the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much going to uh, close things up now. And uh, John Bredevo, thanks for coming by. Uh, I, I didn't. I, I didn't really get to ask, but I mean, are you a nervous wreck? But I, I think we better hold on to our bridges, Robin. Uh, you know, we're we're all sweating uh, Tuesday, as well. We should. Uh, I'm worried about the next two years. Yeah. Because if you know, if every one of them Republicans that's running the election deniers, if every one of them don't win, maybe their voice is going to be screaming. Yeah, they're they're going to tantrum all the way. Those little voices up. And and what we have to remember is in the background of all of this is the Moore the Moore case, which is before the Supreme Court, which might absolutely just open the gates of perdition and let all the bats fly out. Wouldn't it be lovely? It's not even Halloween. We're already past that. The bats are going to be flying like crazy. Yeah. Robin, take care of yourself, baby. I'm gonna, and you do the same, and give uh, give my best to your whole tribe. Uh, I think of y'all all the time, John. Thank you. Thank you. And we keep y'all in our heart. We're all in this fight going the same direction, baby. Yeah. Uh, it, I, it, I, I, do you, I, you know, am I nervous? Yeah. Am I confident? If I dig down deep? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, I, it, look, we, we know we know some things aren't going to change. There's probably yeah. not going to be a lot of change in the, you know, expecting change in the congressional delegation of Mississippi, Stan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, those, those Republicans are in safe seats. And probably, probably things are going to remain fairly, fairly status quo in the congressional delegation where you are and where I am. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about the the, the House, uh, but we need the Senate, baby. I mean, we need to hold on to that Senate and fight for it every to the last. We need to hold. Mind. Well, I mean, I'm. I I've been saying days, for years. Dare, yeah, dare to dream. We, you yeah. know, the, the, we, yeah, we we need to we need to pick win. up we need to pick up those uh, those those uh, the empty seats. You know, we need Fetterman. We need we need Tim Ryan. We need Val Demings. We and and Warnock has to hold his seat, and so does Mark Kelly. I do not understand how Blake Masters, Jesus, he sounds like a cartoon character, and he behaves like one too. How is that guy running neck and neck? With Mark Kelly. Murka. That's why. Well, Murka and, and, and toxic politics. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I am, I, that's the one thing I'm looking forward to is when this is over, my TV will clear up a little bit. My mailbox won't be stuffed with bullshit. Oh, Jesus. And that stuff doesn't my even burn. You know, the, the inks they use right. and the cardstock they use, that stuff doesn't even burn well. I, no. Just destroy the fucking planet, you know. Well, you know what? I get to stop the thinking, Robin, and this will do a whole fucking rant on it, so I'll just make it quick. The amount of money that we spend in politics every two years. I mean, in this time, look at how much money on both sides, how much money that is, and what we could do with that kind of money. Drives me bananas. We piss it away. We piss it away on advertisements, on this and that fucking shit. Save the world? Nah, we got a we got a campaign to run. You know, it just it, it's infuriating sometimes when you know how much good we could do, but we don't. Yeah, it is it is maddling, and and that's the you know that's that's politics in a capitalist system. 
ever since, especially ever since Citizens United. Are you shitting me? It's like, like a rich man coming into the to the strip joint. He's just throwing money around left and right, you know, getting his way. And the fact that we pay, you know, the the, for, the multi-billion-dollar for-profit media industry who hates the left, such as we are. Yeah. Yeah, we, 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 they're making a bunch of money, ain't they? It's a giant wealth transfer from those who ain't got to those who do. Yeah, seems to happen quite often. But I was going to mention one thing because the, you know this is another, and I know you do the same thing there with the blue dots. You know, so far out ahead of the curve that it feels like we're on straight road. Uh, Ruth Marcus over at the Washington Post wrote a sort of an elegy for John Roberts. And she said something that I've been saying here for a couple of months at least. This is no longer the Roberts Court, the Supreme Court. This is the Fappy Thomas Court. And she says he's been outflanked. Uh, But she also buys into some institutionalist horseshit. Um... She said that uh, Roberts is mourning the decisive end of his vision of presiding over an institution seen as operating above the partisan fray. Oh, my God, how deep can the horse shit get? Because John Roberts has been a goddamned ideologue uh, from, from, the day he, from the day he entered first freaking grade. I mean, his entire upbringing, legal... legal uh, Upbringing and his his catapulting to stardom was because of pure filthy right wing political ideology. But she does say he's been outflanked right now, huh? Right. She says he's been outflanked and marginalized by five conservative justices to his right, and she's not wrong. But then she goes in, because, and this is what makes me laugh. This is, uh, uh, she says, uh, he's not been able to find out who leaked the draft Dobbs opinion written by Associate Justice Samuel Alito. Well, I don't know that I believe that. I think he knows damn good and well that Samuel Alito leaked his own draft. Because that hardened up the other members of the Dobbs majority so that they couldn't, they couldn't be reasoned away from it. Because the maggots and the, and, the, and the fetus fetishists would have lost their shit if any of those people had changed their votes. It, you know, I mean, th- this is not Clue. This is not Colonel Mustard in the billiard room with the goddamn lead pipe. This is Sammy Alito quietly leaking, uh, leaking his own draft for his own partisan political ends. There you say. I mean, it makes a hell of a lot more sense than, say... Uh, Sonia Sotomayor's junior law clerk being outraged because if that was the case it would have been leaked in February when it was first circulated this was timed and it was it was it was strategically timed and it was Sammy bad breath in the kitchen with the candlestick or the word processor <sighs> Keep what a world. Goodbye, Robin. <laughs> what a world, what a world, what a world. 
keep trying to fix it, baby. That's all we can do. Yeah. You, uh, you overcome, you move forward. Let's keep doing it. I've got a lot of friends who are rock climbers, John, because rock climbing is big around here. And they say, you know, you get up, you get, you get, you get to a certain part of the cliff face when you're climbing, and I've talked about this for years. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a place. Uh, there's, a, there's a rock climbing term called crux. And another way of looking at crux is something I descri- describe as climb or die. Yeah. You're no not. Problem. You can't. You can't turn around and go back down. Well, now, now, if, if I was in that situation, though, Robin, when they got to that certain point, I would turn around because the puckering of my ass would be enough to just stick my ass. The gravitational the force between your ass and the ground would be irresistible. Right. Yes, it's gonna pucker and it's gonna grab something. Yeah, no, I'm not into that. I, I, no problem jumping out of an airplane. No problem. Climbing up there on that shit, especially these free climbers, got nothing? No, 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 no. What's plan B? Plan B is don't fuck up. Don't fuck up plan A. <laughs> you sound like a man. Who, you sound like a man who's been in the Navy. Ah. Plan B. Don't fuck up plan A. No, that's right. Don't fuck up plan A. Ah, you don't want to do that. Anyway, Robin, I do. I hope hope all goes well. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, Look forward to Tuesday. You know. Well, we'll be we'll be here front porching on Tuesday if you want to pop by. Are you? Well, we're going to be live on the Blue Dot on Tuesday also. Well, maybe we can do some. Uh, maybe we can do some super friends. Maybe we can visit. I'll I'll, t- I'll see if Travis could cross hook us up or something. That'd be kind of no, cool. No, I'll ask. All right. I had to go ask him if can I put a as long as I put a TV behind me and I don't have the volume on. Hey, that's you know it's not my fault. Look at there, there's TV. Uh, so we can watch the the returns. I'll just have to have it muted and be on my on the screen where we can watch it and whatnot. Yeah, it, it, you know everybody's waiting for this. Everybody is. Everybody's holding their breath. I feel confident, but not confident enough. You know, this has been gut wrenching for how long? Six years. Yeah. Six years. You know, we're, we're, this battle's been going on. And this one's really, you know, I've been telling people this is the most consequential election in my lifetime. I do believe. And they just, they, and, 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 and they get more so with every passing election. Every passing We say election. it every time, you know, this is the most important election of our lives. And every now, time we say it, it's true. One, evidently, this time it is true. This time it is. It, I think it's just that it becomes more starkly important. It's in our face right now. You know. Everything from the Supreme Court and what they're going to do uh, to what the what the Republicans are, are, are threatening to do. You know, it's it's been the same shit. Republicans get in, screw everything up, smear shit on the walls, walk out and leave a Democrat in there trying to fix it. And I think Joe Biden has been doing a damn good job trying to fix it. And uh, but it's the midterms, baby, and everybody holds their breath in the midterms. I don't know. You know, if we can, I, I, if we can, I can't wait. To take a little time myself to bring. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do know what I mean. I do know. You, you need a little yeah. vacation. Oh, Lord. I need a little yes. vacation. Six years solid to this. We ain't, ain't had a time off in this last six years from the time I took a breath on the ship. Oh, I know. I know. Wait wait till it's eight. Wait till it's 18 or 19 years. I, I, you're, you're blazing a trail out there, Robin. 
blazing the trail. Next year, next year will be and twenty. Next I year will be twenty years since I came back to radio. Woo! Holy shit! Damn! How you do that? What are you? Thirty-five? You know that's the weird thing. You yeah, know, would you, would you do it at your crib. I just I came back to radio when I was forty, and the next thing you know, I'm turning sixty. Damn. Yeah, I don't know how that shit worked. I'm fixing. Of course, the lucky for me, luck, you know, lucky for me. First from, time in my life, I'm looking at a number going, what? Yeah. I know. In my, in my case, lucky for me, uh, I made some changes a couple of years ago, so I may be turning sixty, but I'm feeling about you know twenty six. Well, maybe every day I try to walk it like I'm still thirty. I still try to get out there every day. I, I remind every day, every day on my show, I end it with try to put a smile on your face, and better yet, put a smile on somebody else's face. Amen to that. You know, we, we, it'll all make us feel better and get in the direction we want to go. Life is short. Mean people suck. Yeah, that's it. You know. Exactly. Anyway, Robert, John Brito, you'd be go, good. Baby. You have a wonderful weekend. You hear? You too. You too. Right. The whole, uh, the whole Horton family. Thank you so, so much. Care. Enjoy your weekend. And, but you get your ass out there and vote if you ain't already. That's here, here. There we are. All right. All right. Later. Robin, take care. Bye. And later to the whole front porch crowd, uh, we will give we will give uh, pride of place to Lady B with the last word. Subject line: Clarence Thomas. He thinks he's the HNIC right now. I would say he thinks he's burning down the master's house, but he's too busy being pleased that the master is pleased. We will never know, Lady B says, if the truly evil pay for their sins in hell. And wishing them to suffer horribly only shows what kind of people we are. But if Jesus' words ring true, Clarence will pay. It's all we can hope for. There we are. There we are. And I always think of Charles the Bad of Navarre. Anytime, anytime you see some someone living a truly evil life, you know, Nitwit Nero, you know, Fappy Thomas, you can always go to go to the interweb tubes and look up Charles the Bad and how he met his end. He was wicked and nasty and evil all his filthy life, and when he met, when he met his end. It was commensurate with the evil he had done. Natural causes, y'all. Natural causes. So that's it. That's a, a the first partial week. You know, this 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 November week has been partial. You know, November began on Tuesday, but the week is in the can. And we are actually even the first four days going into November. And that's tremendous. So very important. Thank you to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you so much. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thank you to our all-volunteer staff in the uh, chat room and in the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves. Thank you, Sparky. Thank you, Roger. Thank you so much. 
Thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, brand new fresh Malloy on the way at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. We start saying standard time on Sunday. Don't forget, yay, extra hour of sleep. You know what the extra hour of sleep usually means? It means I wake up at 5 instead of 6. Ah, my life. Of course, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about my new Star Wars name, Yolo Fafo. I'm her. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud, proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your boosters, get your flu shot. Wear your mask around the maggot unwashed and unvaccinated. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, keep your social distance. COVID ain't over. Not by a long shot. And uh, if somebody comes babbling down the street talking, uh, not another penny to Ukraine. Avoid that bleach blonde maggot like the plague. Because she is. And always, always, always. Gina, it's all for you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.